everybody. Welcome back. This is episode two of the How to Break Up podcast. Yes. With Kate and Lauren. I'm Kate. That's I'm Lauren. I'm Lauren. Hello. In case it wasn't already clear, we're taking this whole posting schedule thing very loose. Yeah. Sorry if you were waiting. I doubt anyone was, but... <laughs> it's okay if you were. It's okay if you weren't. We, um aren't really keeping track of analytics or anything like that for this. This is more just like a labor of love. Mm -hmm. And it's made with whatever kind of extra labor we have. And um, sometimes we're busy and sometimes we're not. Yeah. So we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for anyone and everyone that listened. I did like look at the first episode and we had like a couple like people listening. So that's cool. It's cool there are people listening and like taking in the things that we create. You guys are cool. Appreciate you. What are we talking about today, Matt? Well, this week, we, uh, as you know, are probably not, like, amazing advice givers, like, for relationships. Like, we're not necessarily saying that we have all the answers. I would highly disagree with that. I think we are both pristine advice givers uh-huh. and have great insight into a lot of different things. But I hear you. We're not experts, so... No. So if you out there. want to know how to break up, we probably can't help you. <laughs> Maybe a little. Maybe. But, but you should... You should vary your advice. Yeah. This is certainly how Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks did it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm really excited to learn Which is about so them. funny to me that you don't know who they are at all. Like, you not at all. Uh, none of When they... Are they actors? Actresses? <laughs> okay. Well, look at that. When we're... We went to film school. <laughs> we did. You, you went to film school basically twice. Kind of. Because <laughs> your undergrad was in film. Yes, it was. But it was much less like film history and more That's like true. That's true. practical skills, you know? Yeah. Um, but I will say uh, grad was very much, there was like a, a lot of courses that we took on film history. And we I'm sure these people were mentioned. We too. Okay. Well, they I actually don't. don't know that they are. The, I don't you know actually, who they are either? I don't know. I didn't know. If, I don't know that they were mentioned or not. Oh. Because the thing about them is... That they are super important, I guess. <laughs> but, like, and not to belittle, like, obviously, I really admire everything that they do and stuff like that. I'm not trying to take it away. But as we move further and further away and we get more interested in the future of cinema, mm-hmm. the like. The less relevant they are. Yeah. I mean, they worked with D.W. Griffith, which I think is probably someone that you've heard of. Yes, I heard of him. Although, um, I don't know if I. Like or support, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, He did that one really long movie. He did a couple really long movies. A lot of racist things. That had a lot of racist things. Yeah. (laughs) Birth of a Nation isn't great, and we're not going to talk about it. No. (laughs) Fuck that movie. But it's around the same time, just to give you a a clue of the time period that we're talking about. Was that like early 1900s? Oh, God. I don't know. Also, yes, it was early 1900s. I'm just trying to think of the actual year for Birth of a Nation. 1902. No. Fully made that up. It was like 1914? 1916? Okay. I wasn't that far off. But alright. So no. these these people, Mary and Douglas, when I'm checking, were relevant yes. during that time. They period. are the, or I guess were the first ever king and queen of Hollywood. King and queen? Yeah. What a, what a crown to wear for each of them. It's a thing that we still like. 1915. Birth of a Nation was 1915. Mm-hmm. I think I said 14 or 16. <laughs> just <laughs> just right over. pop right over. You're close. Okay. They are the original Hollywood power couple. Oof. What a... There were no movie stars before Mary Pickford was a movie star. Like, that's how early we're talking about uh, here. They, so they, like, invented Hollywood. Yeah. Like, the, 
the celebrity side of Hollywood. They invented is kind of, I mean, invented is in a way giving them a lot of credit for like a phenomenon that just occurred. Sure, yeah. You're right, you're right. But also like she was definitely like prepared for the moment. You know oh, was she mean? coached? Was she like? No, I mean, I want. She be was an actress, but she. I don't think that. It's really hard to say because it didn't exist before her. Yeah, she was the first like yeah Hollywood celebrity. Yeah. Well, okay. And so was he, I guess. A little. He was less famous than she was, but like. Wow. How does that feel, trick? men? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, let's get into it now. All right. Where do they start? Mary Pickford was born April 8th, 1892. Oh my god, so young. A hundred years before you. A hundred years before you. 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 Before you.
rents the extra room in their house to a man who is a theater director kind of guy, theater producer kind of guy. Okay. And he, like a traveling theater group. Yeah. And he needs two, three little kids to be in the play and just like stand there. Wow. And it's little bit parts that every time they go to a new town, they just pick a new little kid. Mm -hmm. Because the kid doesn't have to like do anything. It's like a classroom scene. And so he's sitting in the class. Gotcha. And so he was like, do you want we'll pay you for your kids to do it. It's like, we'll pay you $5 each for like the kids to be in it. $5 each. What a time to be alive. It was not like, cause being an actor then was not necessarily, (laughs) no, it kind of was like seedy. Oh, Oh. not an actor as much as an actress, ironically, but it's kind of like the idea that like actresses smoke and drink and like go out without a chaperone. What do actors do? I guess they act. They're the chaperones, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. They're not as, like... It was basically like... Uh, everything sucks Gladys's mother had to be convinced, kind of, to... That it would be okay to let her children do that. I mean, honestly. They would be safe. Can you think about young Hollywood now? She was really on to something. This also was... Remember, we're in Canada. Oh. Hollywood doesn't even exist yet. Right. Well, there's like a... Is there like a filmmaking scene in Canada at this time? No. There's nothing. Nothing's happening in Canada. No one... No. No, it's movie only... cameras barely exist right now. Oh, how did... That's how early we're talking about right now. What did it... so in 1892? I thought that's when she was born. It's She's when she like... was born. <laughs> this is like 1900s. It's, like, it's not. It's not. We're not even really in the 1900s yet. No. You know. Okay. So what? So movies like moving pictures don't exist at this time, really, in any capacity. This is gonna go deep into okay, okay. history. <laughs> And I like I know, but I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the film camera may or may not exist. I can't remember exactly when it was invented mm-hmm. by Edison, but sometime in the late eighteen hundreds, it was invented. So it's a happening. Yeah. It's a very early, early on stage. kind of growing it's like stage. Really expensive and like hard. To and order. it's pretty much at this point only in New York. Oh okay. Because that's New York. like where the machines are. Yeah. Where the cameras are. Yeah. That's where the. No one is in California. The and gold film rush cameras, hasn't happened yet. Well, people are, I mean, like, people are over there. But, like, <laughs> film people aren't over there yet. Okay. So she lives um, in... Oh, she's in Canada. And she's early film Canada. cameras are very heavy and mm-hmm. very, very loud. I remember that. And, and uh, so they're not, like, moving them around. It's not like you're shooting on location. Yeah. Or with so, sound. But she's not even thinking about film yet. Yeah. Because, like, if actresses have a bad rep... Film even worse, yeah. even seedier, That's even like, like the porn, even <laughs> even more questionable. <laughs> so okay. she gets that one role, that like walk on role where she's just in the classroom sitting there. Yeah, but this kind is, of catches the acting bug. This is for live theater too, right? Is yes, this is like live theater. theater. Okay, okay. Good she kind of catches the acting Gladys. bug and insists when the like the acting troupe comes back around the next year. Mm-hmm. She wants, like, the real part in the play. And she auditions for it, and she gets wow, it. Oh, what confidence. I know. I love to see she it. Also, she couldn't even read when she was like, I'm going to play this part. Oh and her mom's like, oh, you know you have to memorize lines. <laughs> you can't even read. <laughs> what are we going to do about those? And she's like, we'll figure it out. I'll learn how to read. She, I'm, it feels really early to yada, yada, yada through it. You can yada. But oh, we're trying. We're that. trying to focus on the relationship. Yes. Okay. So, so she she's she becomes an actress basically. Love it. Her her two younger siblings and even her mom all kind of start acting as a way to support the family because it's really wow. the only thing making them money. 
It's a whole family. And yeah. Never, I love they, that. Like, they, like, they travel together. What a switch of, like... Well, the kids need to be chaperoned, and then there were just, like... There were a couple of times where it was, like, well, we have an adult female role in a oh, company that mom. you could do, too. Mm. And then, mm-hmm, um... Mm-hmm. Gladys would go off on herself sometimes to do like to do tours without her mom, oh. and she would be chaperoned by someone else on the, in the company yes. or something like that. Yes, and yes. there were examples of her basically making twenty five dollars a week. That's a lot. That's a lot. Right? That's a lot. Yeah, twenty five dollars a week, but she would send twenty of it back to her Especially mom to her take care child. of everyone. So she's only living on the five dollars, which is like doable. I, yeah, for, like I think crazy. for a little kid. Yeah, all you really have to do is buy food. And That's like, true. She's got clothes and I think toiletries that, that she's traveling with. I think that yeah. they're, like, paying for your lodgings, too, while you're going. Like, everyone stays in the same... But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Basi- yeah, yeah. All I know is that she basically was sending back 80% of her pay to her mom to help support the whole family. And she really started to take That's on really a role nice. of basically being, like, the father of the family. You know, like, she was a second yeah. parent for her two younger siblings. And How she's really she responsible. this time? Or now in the story? She's less than she's around like thirteen, maybe. Okay. Anywhere so from like she's like from eight to thirteen is when all this is kind of happening. Uh, like thirteen in this day and age, people are like yeah having kids. Her shit. first role on Broadway was in nineteen oh six. Okay. So and at like that point, she's eight plus six, so it's fourteen. So she was fourteen. No, she's not anywhere near an adult. In nineteen oh six, she's fourteen, and that's when she changes her name to Mary Mary Pickford because the producer of the play. Was like Gladys Smith is boring. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. Well, I think at the time Gladys was like a very popular name. Not that Mary wasn't. Yeah. But like Gladys was super popular, and then like Smith has got to be like the one most of the most generic name ever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to anyone. And so it was kind of just like we'll get you something more interesting. <laughs> and Pickford was a family name. Like it was like her mother's grandfather's. You know, like it was a oh, little further back in the yeah, family yeah. tree. Okay. And so cute. And then like. Marie is her middle name or something like that. That's also a classic. And so they went to Mary from Marie. And they Mary drink. Marie Pickford. Yeah. Pickford. So she's making decent, like, livable money yeah. being an actor. 14. But she's away from home. No, no, apparently. I think her I oh. think her mom sold the house and moved. They, they're they're in New traveling York now. together. I think they're all just in New York now. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the... The way that it works is it's too hot in the theaters in the summer mm-hmm. to do plays because there's not like air conditioning, so you can't uh, shove all the people in there. And the lights are really hot. Oh uh, yes, so it's too hot yeah. in the summer to do theater. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the bigger, fancier Broadway theaters like windows. stay open or not, or yeah. had fans. I don't know. Oh yeah, fans. But fan the ones that she was in were not running. Basically, mm-hmm. it was like you work all winter in like in the colder months to save up your money. And then... Because you're just chilling. Yeah, yeah. So they needed money in the summer because they didn't have enough. Uh And that's when she was like, I guess I can go see about making movies. Because they were still making movies all year round. Oh, yes. These movies, just to give you a better understanding, they're they're shorts. Mm -hmm. Movies were done on film, so it was done by reels. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm, they were... mm -hmm. Really only one reel of film. Yeah. They were maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20. I don't think they were very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, silent, obviously. Yeah. You couldn't really edit either. I Could you? I mean, I guess you could do the cutting and the, I think and the you, taping I think together. If you, I think you're doing yeah. cutting and taping together. But they weren't, um, there wasn't really theaters to show them at, like movie theaters with big screens. Oh. It was like Nickelodeon's where you would like. Oh, I'd peek in. Yeah. Okay. And Nickelodeon's are named such because it costs nickel to get in. Wow. 
Now, now, look at what Nickelodeon has become. <laughs> now look at what that word means. Oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we about to get anti-Rugrats here? No, not never. My... Honestly, childhood. My my, I owe my entire childhood to Nickelodeon, so yeah. can't even hate. I love you, Nickelodeon. Okay, so, so she, she... And she's how old now? 16? To 18? I don't know. 1909. Oh, that's so like a year later. 15. Right. It's three years from her Broadway debut in 1906. So she's like, she's so in her late teens. 1909, if you make eight plus nine, it's okay. 17. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, late teens. How's So, but she uh, always is saying that she's younger than she is. Just know this. That's a, that has stood the test of time in Hollywood, so. All of my dates Congrats. are the, like, correct dates, you know? So when yeah. we're mentally doing our math, then that's what we're doing. But she probably, like, would have walked into the meeting, because she went to... The Biograph Office, which is, like, the biggest film company at this time, uh-huh. and went to go meet with D.W. Griffith. Yeah. Uh, didn't have an appointment or anything. But Just... I think she said she was 15 or something like that. Like, um... she said she was younger than she was. Yeah. Which is crazy. And she always was only has. 17. Oh, it gets, like, insane with her. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, I think that... Once she becomes really famous, she kind of just, like, lets you guess how old she is and moves on. But, yeah. like, the characters she's playing are very young. Yeah. Anyway, she made 51 films in 1909. Uh, for, for Biograph. For Biograph in New York. And then she went to L.A. in 1910. So by this time in 1910, L.A. has... They're starting is to. Is, like, becoming... Basically, the way thing. that L.A. happened was that it got too cold in the winter to film. In New York. Yeah. Or maybe it got too hot in the summer to film or something like that. It got too... Something. Too much of weather happened. Yeah. And they realized that this was just a really temperate environment mm-hmm. and, like... It was more consistent throughout the year. Makes sense. Um, So at this time, while she's making all those films, people are being credited for the films. What is happening? They aren't. Well, they just don't. They don't have the There's no such thing as a movie star. And you don't credit actors in plays that much. Oh, you don't? It's not like, I mean, like, they're credited in the playbill, but it's not like there's... Rolling credits. Like, it's not like people walk across with signs being like, this is this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, this is the list of people that were in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they certainly didn't do that for films. They just like, put it up and they're like, here you go. I think the they movie. might have credited the director, but like, that's about it. Yeah. So Mary was known as the Biograph Girl, the girl with the golden curls. Oh. She's blonde? Yes, she is blonde. Blondie locks. <laughs> I can show you pictures. What a funny pun. Blondie I can show you pictures. Although Sweet all the pictures they have of her are black and white, so like you can't really see so, that she's blonde, yeah. but you can see that her hair is light. Light. Let's see. There she is. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. I can see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, so uh... she's, she's a very small girl. Even So she's a full adult now. She's 18, right? Yeah. She looks young. She's five feet tall. Wow. Short. And she, like, they said that her hands, her, like, the longest of her fingers is two and a half inches long. And I was like, that's, that, really that feels so small, small when you say right? it like that's that. very small. Two and a half I feel inches. Like, I don't know how long my finger is, and I have no way to measure it, but I assume it's longer than two and a half inches. I Am I, like, longest finger being that long? I feel like my longest finger is maybe, I, I do have a ruler. <laughs> This is away from the point. But okay, she's a she's, she's a small. small person. She's a very small. Okay, and like skinny yeah, and tight. Like teeny, she's tiny, teeny. but she has hair down to her. She's got like hair yeah, down her butt, like, like her so long waist. She this, doesn't look that small. In this she's picture. just surrounded by blonde curls, and she's apparently very pretty. 
She's 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 cute. Yeah, she's I'm not mad. like she's no Margot Robbie. Oh no! But I think we've really <laughs> I think we've really raised our expectations of beauty <laughs> in a way imagine? that's like probably not healthy for Mary like Pickford being alive now and just seeing and us all just in like, competition. Are you gonna get a nose job? And she's like, "What are what even is that? Like, what are you what? talking about? Yeah, like that's First her face. All. Don't look at him. <laughs> he looks so weird. Who's that guy? That's him. Oh, We're gonna get to him. Wow. He's uh outdoorsy. Well, she's not bad looking. No, she's fine. She's not at all ugly. I just mean, like, no. compared to the, like, Instagram models of the day. I don't know that she would stand out. But for 19-whatever, like... 1909, sure yeah. Like, you know... And she's a very good actress. Quality. He looks like a goof, but... <laughs> so, she is making movies. Not being credited as herself, but yeah. becoming well-known. By her like, face. Yeah, just by her face. Okay. And at the same time, in around 1910, she starts to date a man named Owen Moore. Owen Moore? He's a fellow actor. Actually, he's from the Moore family of acting, who, like, they've had more combined credits than any other family ever. Oh, even still to this day? I guess so. There must have been, like, a lot of them. And also, if you think about the fact that, like, she was in 51 movies in one year. That's a lot. I really think you're stacking the deck. Yeah, that's right. There should be a little asterisk being like, they only made, they made shorts. Right? <laughs> they were in like, a, they were in all these were, were shorts. Like, two day shoots at The most. Barrymores were in movies. <laughs> Wait, the Barrymores? That's yeah. the Moors? No. Oh. Sorry. No. no. I was, I was comparing, I didn't mean to confuse <laughs> you. I was saying that the Barrymore family had been in like, a lot of movies. They were all, they're also um, a famous acting family. Like Drew. So, like, exactly. Like exactly like that's Drew. That's the only Barrymore I know, I think. There are others, but she's the most fun, in my opinion. Yeah. The other ones were very sad. Aww, like, they had a lot of addiction issues, but um, she did too, but she's overcome she them, yes. and she's... Oh, I just love her. This she's is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we're doing. Uh, okay, okay. Um, but Owen Moore, yes. she starts dating him. Okay. He... I don't have his age here, but he's, like, older, but not that much older. It's not like he's, like, some creepy old guy coming in. Yeah. Okay, but her good. mom did not like him. Why? Uh, okay. He was a drinker. And he was, like, a mean drunk. Ooh. And I think she could just, like, see glimpses of her f- former husband. Uh, yeah. And was kind of just like, there. let's not, let's not go down that road. Trauma. Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> maybe we <laughs> Mary's like, maybe, maybe we, we do. <laughs> I think we're gonna do it. You know? Hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> I wonder how many of the, like, women we cover... Just kind of have terrible daddy issues. Because of the like, men they choose are just like train wreck. Honestly, like though, although Douglas Fairbanks is fine, I'm not really coming for him. It started with her father. Always, like, lest we forget what Cleopatra t- just married her father, basically, over and over and over again. Also, she married her brother. That was a whole fucking mess. She did not, but she didn't have some, She did okay. not have sex with her brother. No, but she married him. She didn't have a choice. Caesar made her do it. And also, all of her family was basically incestual. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Back to (laughs) 1900s. So Owen, she in in December of 1910, she's lured away, lured away, lured away from the Biograph Company. Oh, she started working for um, a different film production company. Wow. That was going to pay her more money and was going to put her name above the like title, so people would know her name. This is the start of it. Um, But that company was like. Not good. Oh, does they weren't very professional. Company? Yeah, in 
independent moving picture corporation is what I have written down, so that's what we're going with. Okay. Maybe company and not corporation. Either way, I can't remember. They don't exist today, so they don't I can't. It might have been Famous Players. I can't remember. She did. There's so many companies. There's so many companies, and they weren't what we were focusing on, and so I didn't focus on them when I was doing the research. <laughs> that's fine. And they got a little mixed together. She moved to a different company, basically, yeah. and they weren't, like, getting permits, and oh, they weren't being really safe with... Um, styling at all. With, like, stunts and stuff. Yeah. So it just overall wasn't as safe. Yeah. But it is where Owen Moore was working, and so, like, that's why she moved on over, and they wow. were going to pay her more money, and they were going to give her billing. But the overall experience she had was not as nice as what she had with Biograph, and so she yeah. went back. And it was the only time in her career that she took a pay cut. She was, like, went from making more money to less money to go wow. back to Biograph. I mean, you're getting safety. Is this also when she cut ties with Owen? Because nope, because she marries him. Oh, wow. Okay. In 1911, she married Owen Moore. Nice. She also, at this point, the rumor is that she got pregnant and had an abortion that left her sterile at this point. So that's very sad for her. That is very sad. Why did she have an abortion? She didn't want the kid. But she wanted kids later in life, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she's 18 right now and building a whole career. And she doesn't have tons of money yet. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like, she's, I think she's probably more comfortable than she was before, but she's not Mm -hmm. wealthy yet. She's a girl focused on her career. She's still working. She's She's only been making movies. She's only really been making movies for two years at this point. Can you imagine abortion though at that time? And she also might have gotten. She also might have gotten pregnant before they even got married, kind of oh, thing, too. That's, so it's that's, that's a controversy. Yeah. It's just mentioned a lot Spicy. in her story, like, especially when people are yada, yada, yada over the beginning of it, like <laughs> we kind of are. They're just like, oh, yeah, she couldn't have kids later on in life because she had a botched abortion when she was, like, in a this young, time. A young woman. And they usually mention it later on as, like, a, oh, yeah, back then she had an abortion or whatever. And so I just kind of wanted to mention it around when it happened. Yeah. And, like, this also happened to her, which was really sad. It is really sad. The marriage is not great. Who could have saw that one coming? Yeah. Also, Mary is playing children. She is playing what? kids. Oh, like... Like, like the people... characters in the movies that she's playing are children. Like seven, eight-year-olds? What? Yeah. How does that... Well, you gotta think, first of all, the camera's quality is not <laughs> HD. We're not coming in here with like. Uh, that's the excuse, is that you can't we're not even 4K really see here. Her. Like, this is not, it's a little blurry. She's so, full on 20, whatever. She's also five feet tall. Playing a seven year old. With those big, long, bro- like, long blonde hair. Yeah. Like, I she. I guess. If you're gonna tell me that she's seven in the movie, okay. <laughs> That's fine. And I'll move on. You know what I mean? That's true. And they're silent know. films, too. I'm just happy to see a movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're, okay. You know. I, I think that it. it just was like, she'll pass. <laughs> they have, like, fine. 30-year-olds play high school students now, so it's, like, well, a yeah. similar thing, yeah. I guess. It's just seven's hard, but, like, she seven genuinely... is hard. It's, seven is maybe not true. It's probably more like a 10-12 thing. Mm. Okay. That's a little... But she continues to play them, and she's, like, 40, playing a 12-year-old. Really? Oh, yeah. That's insane. They also, um, why? I don't know if I mentioned it yet or not, but they also would do things where they, you know how in the Lord of the Rings, because 40 year old women just don't exist. Or maybe, you know, how in like Harry Potter in order to make like Hagrid look bigger than everyone else, they uh-huh. kind of change the perspectives. Yeah. They would do that in her and movies too. from like this angle. Yeah. <laughs> this angle. Like really good for a podcast being like, oh. <laughs> For reference, I had the camera really low. Really low on the ground. And pointing upward. Well, you know how in like the Lord of the Rings, they had to make the Hobbit characters look 
much, much smaller uh-huh. than than Gandalf. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's that kind of thing. They would do stuff like that, and they would make her oversized props and stuff so that she would, oh, it would look like so she's... she looks smaller. Yeah. Okay. I think I have a picture that maybe does this. I guess. Hold on. If she's, like, the only actress, right, at, like, this Yeah, time. you see that? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. this is a picture of her where she's basically standing in front of what appears to be a normal size. That's two, 1923. 1923. I was going to be like, is that 1993? There's no way you were still alive, which is... No. She yeah. was like, oh. In 1923? No, in 1993. She was 87 in 1979. So she could have. I mean, like, she could have. She just would have been really she old. She could have. She could have. In okay. 19... Wait, what year were you asking? 19... I thought that was a nine... Not in 1993, two. she would have been 101. Oh. So not impossible. Not impossible. But this is a picture of her standing in front of what is probably just a really large chalkboard. chalkboard mm-hmm. But it looks like she's just a small girl standing in front of a normal chalkboard. Yeah, she does look like she could pass as a child. She yeah. also looks like she's wearing like a president's wig. There. And in 1923, she would have been 21. So mm-hmm. she's 21 and 31. Wait. <laughs> I'm so good. Hold on. Yeah, she's 31. 90, yeah, she's 31 in this picture. Wow. She could pass for seven. So that's what's happening. Drop here. the skincare routine, Mary. Honestly. So in 1912, she goes back to New York to try theater again. Oh. Now okay. that she's gained a little bit of fame and recognition through the movies. movies. And it's just not the same. She's like fully a movie person now. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was cool. That's like an important part of her story is yeah. like, she didn't she really. Why did she want to go back? Well, because I think I think she didn't really ever plan on being a film star, right? Because that didn't exist, mm-hmm. and she kind of looked down on her nose at the whole film industry when he, she first got in it because it wasn't as prestigious as, like, as theater. theater. And so then, once she look how the fucking tables have turned. Yeah, I think that it was kind of like I have to go back to see if you know, like almost like going back to your ex to see if you should have left that relationship. So she went back to the theater and, and she was, was like, like, "Yeah, this is dusty." I was huh? like, "Yeah, this isn't for me. I think I think I'm right and I belong in movies." <laughs> I'm so glad I left your ass. By 1916, she's the biggest female star. She's arguably the biggest movie star behind probably only Charlie Chaplin. Ooh. Ooh, that's like heard of that guy. That's a, I have heard of that guy. She surprisingly. <laughs> okay, this is also where we can have like a discourse about just how famous she was. Okay, because she's the most famous movie star, which means more people would be able to recognize her face than Jesus than anyone than, even than anyone Charlie. else. I mean, Jesus they probably could, but like not Jesus' real face, the fake yeah. face we're putting in all the churches, right? Um. They would recognize her and Charlie Chaplin more easily than they might be able to recognize, like, the president. Wow. Any of their Senate, any of their selected yes. officials probably have never no seen them. Cares. But you've seen, you've seen a Mary Pickford movie. Yeah, of course you have. The Queen of England that you probably haven't seen. No. Is she, is she even alive? The King of England. Anybody in England. Whoever's in charge of England right now. <laughs> have you seen anybody? No. You, like, you've seen them on a stamp, but you haven't That's seen true. them in person talking and moving around. No. That's the kind of... They're not, like, entertaining. To me, in a way that's similar to how when we were younger, they were like, oh, well, TV stars, it's because they're in your home. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I Love Lucy came out, oh, Lucille Ball, Ball was, like, Lucy. the most famous person in the world because she was in your she's in your living room. Also, she's incredible. Gosh, she's An incredible. incredible actress. We're not doing them this season, but we should have, so, and we're going to. Season two. Season two. Season two. I love them so much. So anyway. funny. 
so understated. Just wow. just the best. Maybe if we are doing them. Chef's kiss. If we're doing them this season, get all. excited because it's going to be great. It's kind of like how, you know, it was the phenomenon of like, well, the TV's in your house. And yeah. so you have this connection with these actors that are yeah. more personal. Similar sure. today, how even like with the Instagram influences and stuff. Like oh, yeah, if you're yeah, a yeah. fan of an influencer, you feel like you know them. You, <laughs> you don't. You, you, know, you do. Right. It's the whole thing. You do yes, not know you them. Don't but like know you them. feel like it. They're, right. they're, in, right. your, they're yeah. in the palm of your hand they all the time. They log every day about what they're doing in their life. You know, in a I, way, that's what Mary was. No, she was you like... Know? She was so much more accessible than any other figure had ever been to yeah. people. Is there any other industry that has, like, well, I guess musicians, right, at this time exist? Uh, musicians no. exist, but uh, if you, musicians exist. Let's think. Let's think. I don't think you have a record player yet. No. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know, and I'm not going to check. <laughs> I don't think you have a record player yet necessarily, but it could be a similar thing to when you could have records. So you could have, you didn't have to wait for the radio yes. to play it. You could own a record yeah, yeah. and play it. And that's when, like, musicians, yeah. I guess, would become fame But the, I would say that this, the most famous singer is still on the radio. You can't see their face. There's something about being able to see someone's face yeah, yeah. that's, like, different. Are there sound pictures at this time? Uh-huh. Still silent. Okay. They're still silent. Do we ever find um, out what she sounds like? Does yeah. she ever get to that? Oh, yeah, we get there. Oh, okay. okay. We get there. We're going to get it. Okay. So Mary's like, she's like A1. The most like, famous person. of the game. And making a ton of money now. Person. She's making a bunch of money now. At this In point, she's making bank. What's what's like a lot of money back then? Well, I'm about to get to her new deal. We're talking that about I like think has... hundreds of thousands? We're talking about like um, 500? So let me, let me see where I'm at right now. She's famous for playing children. We already talked about yes. this. Which I also can we talk about this though? Yeah. Do movies with grown women just not exist? Like no one's writing those movies. Is that why she's always playing children, or like she's not getting picked to pay to play like women? That's that, an interesting question. I, I think know. I know the answer. There are there are. I mean, this is very early. So, but things are changing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. There are there's a Cleopatra there's a version of Cleopatra's Life that comes out in I think nineteen like fourteen okay. something like that that's played by Theta Barra. Who I think you'd recognize if you saw her. Okay. I'm sure I would. She like, what's that band? Was she? Well, Cleopatra also was like uh, a young person. Yeah. I don't know what the point is. Like, (laughs) I don't know know why you said that. The woman, I guess, like, that's still not a movie about, like, a grown. But it's an adult lady. Yeah, okay. As opposed to a 12-year-old. This is true. There's a difference between, there's a difference between like, the story of Cleopatra and the story of, like, yes. Anne of Green Gables, which I think is... I don't know what that is at all. Or, like, Heidi. You know, like, little girl movies. Who's Heidi? Anything that, like, Shirley Temple played. Oh! I mean, I fucking love Shirley Temple. Me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the girl. No, I mean, uh, she's fine, too. I have no idea um, I don't know why she's not playing adults. I think probably... Maybe she can't because she looks like a baby. I almost want to say that it was like she I feel like saw money. I mean, like, you know, there could definitely be money signs in that. But like... Oh, to play it, like you get more money for that. And longevity. If you're playing a kid for 20 years and then you decide to go play an adult, <laughs> like people aren't going to think you're that old. That's true. I don't know why she played That's a kid true. the whole time, but she did. I think it's because of the same reason that, like, women I mean, now in Hollywood aren't, like, older women aren't, like, you know, super yeah. upfront or want to be about their age because it hinders their career or something. It shouldn't. It's fucking bullshit. But I can only imagine back then, yeah. especially how, how 
much more that was like emphasized and like what I you basically die as like a woman in this industry once you're 30 and people know that like it's confirmed what I think is so interesting about you bringing that up though is that in all of the research didn't come up (laughs) of course not like the why (laughs) it came up a lot of the like how she played it a child throughout the whole time came up yeah but I don't really ever remember reading why they just skimmed over it that seems part. Like, it's like it seems almost like they're just like, well, it's not broke. Let's keep going, you know, because she started acting as a little girl, played little girl roles, right? Makes and sense. never really stopped playing little girl roles before she started being in movies because she was still pretty young yeah, and still looked like pretty 14. young. Mm-hmm. And so when she started in movies, she started playing little girl roles, and then I guess they just never wanted to risk moving to adult roles. Yes, but it's like so. At wild. some point, she obviously does play adult roles. She did a movie with her husband where she like was an adult. Yeah. But she also is doing, just to give you some dates and times, in 1917, she was in a movie called Poor Little Rich Girl. Poor Little Rich Girl. Yeah. She's 25 years old, playing Uh a child. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, she also made in 1917, so she's also 25 years old. I think Mm -hmm. Rebecca's supposed to be like 10 or 12. Wow. Pollyanna's also supposed to be 10 or 12, and she's 28 years old. Just, it keeps saying the same. I mean, good for her. Good yeah. for her. I'm, again, drop the fucking skincare routine. She also changed her public behavior. Nailed something. Yes. The other really impressive thing to me about Mary Pickford that can extend to Charlie Chaplin and Douglas Fairbanks mm-hmm. is the fact that this movie stardom thing is completely new. And mm-hmm. I think she handled it so well. Yeah. She really she was like... paparazzi back then. Yeah. <laughs> really? Paparazzi, no, because cameras are big and heavy. (laughs) But there are pictures of her all the time, and she had to change her behavior to make sure that she could still portray these children. Her and Owen Moore never really went out together. It wasn't really public knowledge that she was an adult married to an adult man. Did the public really generally think she was 12 years old? I don't know. I think so. That seems insane. For a while, I'm sure they did. She only ever went out, like, with her mom. She never went out with her husband. She didn't drink. She didn't smoke in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't drink. She didn't smoke. Was she, like, wild in private? No, she wasn't. I mean, like, she's very responsible. You know? You know how I told you that she kind of acted as a parent to her family? Pretty quickly. She really, like, took on that role and kept that role. Wow. At this time during her marriage, though, Mm -hmm. it's not going great. Just to hop back into that. Her marriage to own more. It's like he is verbally and I think even physically abusive to her in public and in private. What a dick. He's a pretty mean drunk, as we said before. Yeah. And the sad thing about Mary that I think is also really telling to her personality is that she kind of was just resigned to being miserable to in her personal it. life. Ugh. It was kind of just like, well, that I've sucks. done this, so I have to stay like this. That's so sad. You know, it is was it... not like she was out looking for a divorce or looking to... Is that because that would have been like cause controversy and like yeah i think it wouldn't have occurred to her but it's like she's making bank like she can afford to get a divorce she can afford to get a divorce Mm -hmm. i don't think that she thinks her career could afford it Uh, her career could outlast it yeah 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 okay i Um, think that that's a real i mean that detriment i mean the 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 public perception of divorce at this time is that detrimental that like if you get divorced you're not supposed to do it she's also catholic so you're not supposed to do it oh god good old catholics gotta love them Gotta love Okay, so she's just right. busy. That's so sad. Sorry, well, Mary. In 1916, at a party, she meets Douglas Fairbanks. She's still married to Owen, though. 
Oh, it's at the party. Wow. So is Douglas Fairbanks' okay, wife. Okay, here we go. Now it's getting juicy. So I'm going to go with the way they met, and then we'll do Douglas. Okay. 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 So they're at a party. Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't write down whose party it was, but it was someone. It's some Hollywood party, basically. Yeah. Okay. And Douglas Fairbanks is a very excitable person. Uh-huh. The movie star that we would be familiar with that I can that I think most resembles him in a way is like Tom Cruise <laughs> in his action hero era. Yeah, yeah. Him He's very excitable, down. very physical. Um, Oprah show. Very smart. Yes. That's... But without the Scientology evilness yeah, connected yeah. to it, which I think is a big part of Tom Cruise, but the show. nice part of Tom Cruise. If you're okay. looking at all of the positive aspects of Tom Cruise, yeah. they're all the positive aspects of Douglas yeah, Fairbanks. Okay. Very so athletic. Then. Happy to be there, life of the party, mm-hmm. a fun guy. Classic extrovert. Love this guy, yeah. Okay. Into it, great. Um, but he doesn't drink or anything. He's not like, he's not, he's like not the seedier parts of a party guy, you yeah. know? Just well, you knows. know, like, Anthony was so fun, but he was drunk and making bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Douglas Fair. we're going to get to it when we talk about, like, Douglas yeah. Fairbank wrote a book, like, his he I don't think he ever wrote an autobiography or anything, mm-hmm. but he wrote a book that's basically a self help book, being like, "Be positive." Yeah. Was he yeah. like the OG self help guru? I don't I don't know. I tried to listen to that book and it was just bullshit. So <laughs> I didn't really get through it that much. Honestly, a lot of self help gurus. But yeah, he is a very positive person. So I'm a dad. Love positivity. The first time she saw him before the party. She sees him, like, in his car as they're, like, driving up and both arriving separately. Uh-huh. And she, he's just, like, sitting there with a full leopard skin on his lap oh. as, like, his outfit for the party. I guess it was, like, a costume party or something. Uh-huh. And then she thought during the party that he was really boisterous and, like, was kind of turned off by how oh, sort of loud was he was. Yeah. Was her first kind of response. And she is at the party with her husband. And he's yeah. at the party with his wife. So it's right. not like they're yeah. really like flirting or anything. Yeah. And he's best friends with Charlie Chaplin, who um, has said some things about Mary in the press, because Mary... Is he jealous? Mary's a very shrewd businesswoman, and she was making more money than him at this point, so he made some, like... I think he called her, instead of America's sweetheart, she's like the Bank of America's sweetheart, is what he called her. It's just like snide comments and stuff. And that's his best friend, so she was already just like, these are not my people. Like, I don't. (laughs) Wow. But... They Charlie showing the envy though. Just to show you really who also who Douglas Fairbanks is, at the party he suggests they all go for a nature walk. Douglas did? Yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why sure. why? Why? <laughs> Are they in nature? Why? I imagine them in like I will, Silver Lake or something. But like they're probably in like <laughs> the hills or something. Well, you know what I mean? Nature walk. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is also before LA was so populated. Was so, so there was like there was more nature okay. around. <laughs> Sure. But like at the in the middle of this party, he's like, you know, it'd be fun right now, guys. A nature walk, <laughs> and it also is so telling to me of his personality that other people at the party were like, yeah, of course, let's go on this nature walk. I mean, is Douglas like famous at this time too? Like, yeah. he's like a well-known. So if she's the most actor? famous female actress, and Charlie Chaplin's the most famous male actress, he's like second in line. He's a very close second. Um... It's kind of like Charlie Chaplin. Is like Will Ferrell, uh-huh. and then Douglas Fairbanks is like Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like both famous, okay. but they're doing different kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, different vibes. Yeah. Okay. Which and Owen, just if we're keeping track, Owen Moore not famous. No, he's Mr. Mary Pickford, and he's fucking pissed about it. 
He's why is so he, mad about it. Why him. isn't he famous? He's just not good. He's not, he's not as he's good not as her. He's not as good as at, at acting. Yeah. Now. He's just not. I mean, like, it just didn't happen for him, I guess. He's wow. not. Sucks he didn't. to suck. It's probably because he, he's, he's a like, dick and he drinks too much. As far as I know, he's perfectly successful as an actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he wasn't making enough money to support himself, but uh-huh. it's nothing compared to, at, like, the deal that made Charlie Chaplin mad was that she went to her current company, like, a company offered her a million dollars. A million dollars in, like, in, 19... Like, that's fucking insane. What? To come to their company. A million dollars. But she realized that the people who are making all the money off of this were the producers. The producer, yeah. As a producer, you're yeah, not in your head. I, that's yeah. not surprising at all. The, she realized that she was never really going to start making bank until she started getting... Until she became a producer. Percentages. Gang, gang. So she went back to her current company and was like, this other company is going to give me a million dollars to leave. And they were like, okay, we can. What do you want to do? <laughs> and so she stayed, I think she stayed for like $500,000 uh-huh. plus her own production company to make all of her movies from. Yeah. Plus a, a certain percentage of the movies she made. Love it. Yeah. Shrewd business. The highest paid woman. Shrewd business. So much money. What was the name of her production company? Do we know? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't remember. I didn't it doesn't matter. It's probably, probably something like the Mary Pickford. I'm so inspired. Mary right Pickford now. pictures. She's like, she's like, she's pretty shit. great. She's pretty great. Honestly, she, she's okay. To be fair, her politics are a little conservative as we keep going. Well, that seems. But that doesn't really that become happened. an issue. <laughs> conservative politics to in 19 whatever like, are pro- not a problem does for me. Progressiveness even exists at the time. I can't imagine. Not for her. Anyway. Okay. They're on their nature walk. Yeah. And in the nature walk, you have to cross a stream. Okay. And she, everyone crosses the stream. It's only Mary. And she's stuck on the, like, she gets too scared to go. Oh. She gets kind of stranded in she's the middle stuck. of the stream. So <laughs> she's standing in the stream. No, she's standing on a rock. And, and I say stream, from the stories, it seemed like it must be decently big. Oh. Like, okay. almost like a small river that you're just kind of hopping on rocks to get across. Yeah. And she got too scared to keep hopping. Oh. Yeah. So, Douglas, in front of his wife and her husband. In front of... And all wait, the other Douglas, people that went on the nature walk. Is Douglas married as well at yeah. this time? Oh. Yes. Okay, but in front of Douglas's wife. In front of Douglas's wife Mary's and Owen and, Moore, Owen. and all the other people that went on this so nature walk funny. in the middle of this party. <laughs> yeah. He jumps back into the river, picks up Mary, like, in his arms, yeah. and carries her over to safety. I mean, she's a small child, so... <laughs> she's diminutive. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> That is definitely where the attraction wow. starts with them. That's, I mean, that's, that's where the like, that's one that's fucking the meet cute. cute. Yeah. Okay. That's the meet that. cute. That's like, you couldn't have written that better. It's pretty cute. I bet Owen was just seething. Owen was like, I could have caught her. And Douglas, <laughs> and Douglas is like, Douglas. but she didn't. And Douglas's wife is like, why didn't you carry me over the stream? <laughs> but as far, and like other people that were there said that it was like, it wasn't really, like, a noticeable thing. So it's, like, uh-huh. probably between the two of them, it was, like, oh, maybe you're not so bad kind yeah. of thing. But it wasn't like everyone else was, like, was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird that I, you guys I mean, did that. I would imagine if the most famous woman in the world is stuck on a rock in a stream, all attention is on her in the stream. It would be, like, oh, my God. I, I guess so. I but then you also have the most famous man in the world in the second most famous. Like, <laughs> everyone's famous. <laughs> Like whatever. Everyone's famous. famous. The famous brigade. Why are we even on this fucking walk in the first place? Yeah, Doug. Why are we on this fucking walk? We're at a party. I didn't. I didn't come to this party to don't, be in nature. Don't we don't walk anywhere as it is. <laughs> so, 
Let's talk about Douglas then. Walk, okay. Nature walk extraordinaire. Yes. He was born May 23rd, 1883. Ooh, so he is nine years older than her. That's like That's fine. That's fine now, really, even if you're, like, maybe not if you're 18 marrying a, yeah. like, 20-something-year-old. But by the time you're, like, yes. older, in your, in it's not that deep. 30s and above, it's fine. Okay. Um, his father was a lawyer. His father's name was Charles. Charles. Hezekiah Allman. I don't like the last name, but the first well, name is... Well, because he doesn't keep it. <laughs> oh. So, his parents are kind of really interesting. It's kind of messy, and it's nice. Oh. His mother, Ella, uh-huh. was married to a man named something, John Fairbanks. Oh. In... He sounds whatever. familiar. He's not. That's far as I know. I don't know. He was some rich guy in, like, Atlanta or something like that. Somewhere down south. John Fairbanks. Maybe. Is there an actor in John Fairbanks? Not that I know. Okay. Okay. Um, he dies. John Fairbanks... Was, I think, a business... I think that Charles Ullman uh-huh. was John Fairbanks' lawyer for the successful business that he had. Say that again, So Ella is... Doug's mom, Ella, Yeah, is married to John Fairbanks originally. That's her first husband. But that's not... They didn't have Douglas. No. Okay. They had one son together, her and John Fairbanks, who's, I think, was also named John Fairbanks. I think it was just named after his dad. Ella is married to John Fairbanks. Yes. He John has. Fairbanks is the successful businessman, yeah. and Charles Ullman is his lawyer okay. for the business. Okay. Oh. He dies. And then Charles and no. no. Damn. He dies, and she lost his fortune to his business partners. She kind of just wasn't savvy enough to oh. get everything out, and then once he died, they kind of swooped in. And like took it all. Yeah. And took it all. fucking men. And so she married another guy, but he was an alcoholic, and he was terrible and Yikes. awful and mean. Okay. And Charles helped her get a divorce from that guy. Okay. And it was nice. after that guy that oh, he, nice like, Charles. Charles was like, I loved you all. Of course. This is, you're the one for me. Wow. And so they go to, they leave, they're in Philadelphia right now, mm-hmm. and they leave Philadelphia and go to Denver to get, they get married, leave Philadelphia, go to Denver to, like, start a mining business. Okay. Sure. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Apparently, Ella was seen a few other people on the side, which to me kind of makes sense if she, like, this guy was available to her this whole time and she never really seemed interested in him. And then I feel like she got herself in a... It's probably because he took all her money. No, not that guy. He didn't take her money. Oh, no? No. He he was just the guy's lawyer. Oh. The, uh, John Fairbanks' other business partners took the money from her. He had nothing to Charles do with that. Didn't help he, it seems like he probably, like loved her from afar the whole time uh-huh. and then like swooped in helped her get out of this bad marriage with the alcoholic and then was like i've loved you this whole time marry me and she's like okay okay <laughs> sure i guess <laughs> sure and then they do but i think because maybe she wasn't super into it she definitely was like straying from the marriage every once in a while and he from the marriage with charles with charles okay is he just and like a boring, boring, boring found boy? out and left when Charles was, when uh, Doug was five. So they, so, Doug was born in Denver. So Ella and Charles is, are Doug's don't parents. Seem, are Doug's parents. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to have a great relationship. Also, no. like, the the one book I read that said the thing about Ella, like, cheating, I read that in one book and then in a couple other books, like, Charles Allman was still married to his first wife. Wow. When he married Ella. What a so I'm really not sure she's to blame here. No, they both And I think Douglas Fairbank definitely didn't think she was to blame here because her, his dad left when he was five and just, like, never came back. Douglas Fairbanks. Douglas Fairbanks' dad Charles. left. Charles. 
Charles, yeah. Yeah. And in retaliation for him just leaving, Ella changed the name of the two kids that she had with Charles. Douglas. So, like, Douglas, and I think his either his younger brother or his older brother, like, he had another brother. Uh-huh. And then he has an oldest brother with, like, an oldest half-brother, and then he has one full brother. And I can't remember if his full brother is older or younger than him. Mm-hmm. I think it might be younger. Anyway, she changed both of their names, her kids with Ullman. Uh-huh. She changed their last name to be Fairbanks. Um, so that, like... Fucking take that, Charles. Yeah, they really also phrased it like she was, like, trying to be mean to him by changing the last name. But I yeah. also think it it was a bad marriage that probably wasn't even legal anyway because he was still marrying <laughs> someone else. That's true. And, like... You might as well just give all your kids the same last name that you want to go by anyway. This is true. And I feel I feel like it was more just like let's get everyone Fitzgerald Fairbanks Fairbanks. I don't have her maiden last name written down, and I don't know. I didn't. I also didn't write down the middle husband, the second husband. I don't know what his last name was. That's fine. But I think basic. She was like, let's just pick one of the last names that I've got as options here. Yeah. And she picked Fairbanks. Okay. It's not a bad last name. And so that's where the last name Fairbanks come from. Okay, cool. Uh, so he, Charles... They're left. in Denver now. Charles is gone. Charles, I He also, Charles. single mother household. Now? Yes. As Mary. Okay. Then, yeah, him and Mary last home. And they're both is, really close to their mothers. How old is Doug at this time? Doug was five when his dad left. Wow. At, he Peter. left... He Doug so left Peter. school at 15 in 1899. Why? Uh, because he started having a career on the stage. This is how it all began. They really lived, like, parallel lives, these two. Yeah. Kind of. I, like, I think in the sense they did lead parallel lives, but I also feel like that's just the way you get started in acting. Yeah. So, like, any actor <laughs> would have had a very similar, like, start. Yeah. Maybe not the dad yeah. leaving and stuff like that. Like, they could have each had their own kind of parent family issues. Yeah. He left school at 15 to start acting on the stage, and by 1902, at which point he was... 19 so in four years he got his first role on broadway for that before like in those four years he was just getting rejected left and right no i think he was doing local acting work in denver and then eventually uh, moved to broadway and started working on broadway okay moved gotcha. to new york and started working on broadway yeah gotcha gotcha okay so he's doing uh, his thing good for good for my man doug he continued to get popular roles in broadway um he was even in a play that mary saw him in so technically, I guess that's the first time that she saw him, but she yeah. saw him just like as an actor on the play. Did he see her? And she said, no, no. He's just in, she's just in the audience. Yeah. And she thought he looked athletic and full of life. Because huh. he was, good. genuinely. Those are great He adjectives. was a very outdoorsy person. He like, in Denver, he really like excelled in all the like mountaineering and yeah. stuff. And like, he just liked being outside and stuff. Do sports exist at this time? Yeah, I'm sure he was sporty. Like basketball. Like baseball. Baseball. Uh, I... I think ball. basketball exists, but I don't think it's, like, an organized sport. I think people um, just, like, played basketball. Is baseball the oldest sport? No. What's the oldest sport? I think the oldest sport's, like, cricket. I don't know if I'll say the same. I just truly guessed And cricket. I don't know that that's true. Okay. Sorry. Either way. Uh, he married Anna Beth Sully, Anna Sully. in 1907. <gasps> Is that Frankenstein? Nope. Uh, that's Shelley. Shelley. I was close. And it's Mary, not Anna Beth. Although I think they mostly call her Beth. Frankenstein? No. A Beth. Shelley. <laughs> Beth, Beth Fairbanks. Sully. 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 But gotcha. it doesn't matter anymore because we don't 
talk about her last name after she gets married and yeah. her dad's kind of a dick and he but he was really wealthy she was like an heiress oh. and so the con the idea that is floated around in a lot of these books is that he mm-hmm. married her for her money wow <laughs> i mean yeah but she also she also kind of managed his career and in she managed, oh, in with her money probably and with her like know-how and stuff i think she tried to negotiate deals for him and things like that yeah uh, in 1915, they moved to LA to do film acting. Gang, gang. And by this, she point, was an actress too. No, oh. she just managed his she acting was just, career. Yeah, getting that, um, getting those bags. By the time that Mary moved to LA or went to LA, like in 1912 or whatever, uh-huh. in 1910, they're starting to switch from doing the shorts to doing longer, oh, like feature films. So he's also doing feature films. Just nice. to clarify that. He also okay. started working with Griffith, but by this time, Mary wasn't working with Griffith anymore. Oh, where'd she go? Well, Griffith is a dick, and they didn't really like didn't each other that much. That. So she wasn't, she was just working for a different company. Racist dick. Uh, he worked for the Triangle Film Company, oh. and the Triangle Film Company actually got a lot of their success by lowering their ticket prices, which I thought was kind of interesting. That That's how they started getting crowds to come sure, in, and kind of how plan. he kind of blew up and became super famous, because more people were able to see his movies, because it was cheaper for the ticket. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, in 1916, Mary's contract was ending with Famous Players. Previously, she was making $2,000 a week and $10,000 per film. $2,000 a week? $2,000 a week. Every week, no matter what. Wow. And then every time she finished a film, she'd get ten grand. So that's like, at, at minimum, eight grand I think a she's month. probably making, and she's probably making at least ten movies a year. I think. I imagine. She made 51 in for the shorts. Yeah. What's eight times 12? 64. No. Uh, 8 times 12? 96, right? Huh? 8 times 12? Yeah. 96. Okay, so she's making like 100K a year just doing nothing. 200K a year if you count the movies, too. Right. Yeah. So she she's looking she, pretty good. Yeah. Must be nice. So the biographer Eileen Whitsfield said, although Mary was small, she, and I quote, spoke with the aim of a torpedo, That's... which I think helped her in all these business situations. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it just means she was really focused and really... Very direct. She might have looked a little, but she knew what the crap she was talking about. I appreciate that in any person. I think she stayed with famous players, and she signed a two-year, $1 million contract and was an independent producer, and she was the highest paid star. The cost of that contract caused famous players to merge with Lapsky? Another person. Mm -hmm. Another company they had to... And that's what formed Paramount. Just to give you oh, a company okay. that you've heard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're getting present day yeah. companies in the mix. Paramount's so fucking old. Paramount's so fucking old. So old. Shout out to Paramount. We've we've joined timelines now. Okay, they've met. Yes. They've done the the the, the yes. strut across the stream. Yep. After the party. And now they're dating. They're not dating. <laughs> The party happens, yeah. right? Yep. And then after the party, a few months later, they both independently go to New York to work on projects. Not it's kind together. of not together. Separately. It seems like that maybe Mary was going there to work and Doug was like, We could go there. And then like he brought but he again brought his whole family with him. Oh. And like his production company to make a movie over there. Yeah. Okay. So they were at a party together in New York. Mm-hmm. And they were just got to talking and stuff like that. And he complimented her acting. He said that like her and Chaplin were the two best actors that he'd ever seen, that they were just so natural on camera. Yeah. And they were like, you two 
are doing the least amount of movement but the most amount of acting of any other like artist I've ever seen. Yeah. And that really meant a lot to Mary because she had been really fond over for her looks. Everyone talked about how beautiful she was and how like amazing she looked and everything like that. And like yeah. Owen Moore in the marriage, she's been dealing with a lot of like jealousy and belittling. Owen has? Oh, because he's a Owen dead. is belittling her yeah, because yeah, yeah. He's, he's jealous. He can't handle how much more famous yeah. she is than him. He and so sucks. to have someone really just be nice to you wow. was just really touching Honestly. to her. <laughs> It'll get you every time. Really, look, Maybe we can't give you breakup advice, but like if no. you want a girl to be interested in you. Single best advice. Just be, be a nice kind person. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just be nice to just her. Be because nice. like, I mean, people aren't mean to me, but no one's like nice. Overly nice. Yeah. And anytime they are, I'm just like immediate heart eyes. Right? Just start with kindness. Yeah. And like, you're already fucking yes. way ahead of everybody. Yeah. He also invited her to have tea with his mother oh. in New York. Her and her mother to have tea with him and his mother. Wow. Yeah. How are and how that was like his wife? What's his wife's name again? Ella? Sully? Mary? Beth. Beth. Anna Beth Sully. Anna so the Beth people call her Beth. Sully. Uh, what are they doing? At this They're time? there. They're just I think it was all supposed to be. All of this? I think that the tactic was to make it all public, keep it all very public. Um, Therefore, it has the implication of full propriety. We're just friends. Everything's fine. Like she's coming to tea with my mother, but she's coming with her mother. That's smart. Like we're just having tea together. Yeah, this is a business relationship. And. Mary's mom and Doug's mom got along real well. Of course they became they buddies. Of course. And they like, um. Beth and Ella, so his mom and his wife, mm-hmm. don't like each other. Douglas's mom. Douglas's mom and Douglas's wife don't get along. They don't Oof. like each other. I feel like that's a, that the, is a trope. To the point where, like, I think his mom tried to give him an ultimatum being like, it's me or your, or your wife. Wow. And he was like, I have to pick my wife. <laughs> Just I don't know if he was, like, disappointed about it or not, but he was like, I have to pick her, savage. obviously. Why? I guess because he's a kid. Wife. They have. Well, they. Uh, he has a son. Douglas Fairbanks Jr. As a son, like the he she would Beth would take the son away. Oh uh, yeah. Like, well, yes. I mean, honestly, he really didn't care about this kid. If that's so what I'm like. Rude. Why would you choose? I mean, if that's but a you situation, can't choose your you if you're trying to be a man, <laughs> which is you what can't he, choose your mom. You can't choose your mommy. <laughs> Let's say mommy. Like I think that. like he's not like it's not like he's choosing her so to like he's be not, with. But. He's not threatened by her success like Owen Moore is. Yeah. But his, because it doesn't interfere with his specific definition of manhood, her making more money than him has very little effect on him. He does not yeah. care that much about that. But he needs to be stronger than her. He needs to be I mean, physically, bigger. Of course. She's and he a needs little to be, child. He need, that's his definition. The physicality is his definition of manhood. Yeah. Well, and the, like, seems... machismo of that. And so picking your mommy over that affects that's like that definition emotional... of machismo. Oh, wow. That's, what a, what a compartmentalized... And thing. I think it also... Connects emotionally because he's never sad. He's always very happy and in control of his, you know what I mean? But do you think he's actually never sad? Oh, no, I think he's sad all the time. But I think the persona that he's putting forward is this very positive person. Very positive, capable person. It's kind of toxic, you know, for him. Yeah, maybe it's not. I think maybe he should look into that. (laughs) Um, He also, at this time, introduced her and had Mary and Mary's mom over to dinner with his wife and kid and, and son. Again, very much in the like, everything's fine. We're just friends. Oh. There's nothing secret or untoward happening here. Down? Or was he not? No. Again, Mary's mom and Owen do not get along either. That's oh. another parallel. I just realized that. That is. It's another parallel. I mean, honestly, that, that's like a lot of, in modern day times, yeah. too. 
the the mom and the mother-in-law not getting along. Well, the mom and the you mean the wife and the mother-in-law yeah, or yeah, the spouse the, and the mother-in-law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the wife and yeah. the mother-in-law. Yeah. I mean, I want to say for Ella's sake that she probably just didn't think that Beth and Doug were a good fit together and thought maybe he'd be happier with someone else. But like Mary's mom was like, Owen's awful. And she was correct. Oh, yeah. He's you know been I mean? awful. Like, there's different it's not things. even like he was good yeah. at some point and then yeah. turned awful. He's never been great. So they, Mary's introduced to his family in a way. And so it's the con, like the understanding is they're like not sleeping together right now, probably. Like we don't know. No one's keeping track. But the way that they're acting and like the, like, they're not really, they're writing each other letters. I don't think they're writing each other letters yet. You're writing anybody a letter. <laughs> I don't think they're writing each other letters yet, but they That's might elevating be. the relationship. What are you writing about? So, if it's not, I love you, and let's I don't think they are and yet. get married and make babies. I don't think they are yet. Okay, okay. This is all happening in 1960. Everything I've said so far. They're meeting at the party, tea with the mother and all the whatever. All the meet cute. All of, all of that in 1916. We're all wow. just still in 1916. What a busy so you know. year. Okay. So in December of 1916, yeah. Ella dies. Jesus. His mother. R.I.P. That's sad. She dies after Doug has, like, gone back to L.A. for something, and he's on his way back to New York. Oh, so Doug's so, not with her when she dies. Yeah. And he sad. gets the news, like, on a train on their way back to New York. I mean, he never picked and has her, so... To, has to go into a private room for the rest of the, like, journey just to, like, be by himself with did, his emotions. Did Ella die of a broken heart when her son refused to acknowledge her existence? <laughs> that's really putting a lot on him so they go back to New York he's back in New York for the funeral or whatever and he calls Mary Yeah. and they go for a drive together this is so and they romantic. park outside of like they park like outside of Central Park Okay. and he starts to cry let's just paint this picture right? yeah the most traumatic thing has just happened to him his yeah. mom passed yeah. away and the first person that, that he, he wants calls to be with is the is girl Mary it's not his wife uh huh who he chose over his mother, who just passed, by the way, which I Well, still, I think you're being really mean about. I, know, I, know. I think he chose his family. But he could have seen the kid. He didn't even like his wife, is what I'm getting at. It's like, they didn't even, he didn't even like her. We don't know. He loved his mother. Also, maybe, a little. The, I don't like a mom being like, it's me or your no, wife. No, that's okay. I don't like that either. That's a really not a great position to put your son in. Yeah. But also... His mom was probably onto something. He could see. She I think could see. I think that you're really harping on this, and it's the most <laughs> painful part for him. And I think you're being mean to him. I'm not being mean to him. I'm just saying it's probably why she died. Anyway, <laughs> it is not why she died because I think that that like separation thing happened years before. It's not like this is happening right now. Yeah, this is some it's time like, has passed. It like if this is happening in 1916, then this was probably something happened in like 1907. Like it's been a long time. I gotcha. Since they had that falling out. And clearly they're still seeing each other because he went to tea with her. I That's think it's just true. kind of like... I'm glad he kept his mother in his life. Yeah. But anyway, most so, importantly is this really big thing happened. The first person he wants to The talk person to that he wants to be with and wants Mary. to be around is Mary. Not yeah. his wife. No. So they go, they go for a drive. They park outside of Central Park. Yeah. And he starts to cry. Sad. And she um, comfort is comforting to him. And then Kiss. they realize that the clock in the car stopped. Oh. And there are a few different, like, times that have been set around in some of the books that I read. the clock died or something? No, the clock just stopped for whatever reason. The car oh. was still working. Oh, okay. The, either the clock stopped at the moment he started crying, or it stopped at the time of Ella's death, like the time that she had died a few days before. 
But they weren't in the car. No, like the car. It just same time. Like if she died at ten oh one on Tuesday, oh, it's like ten oh one on Friday. And the clock stopped. And the clock stopped. Wow. So they took this as a sign. As a sign of like Ella's blessing of their relationship, or just like the cosmic blessing of this relationship yeah. that that's, it was kind of like meant to be. That's pretty special. So they would start to say, and for the rest of their relationship, they would say by the clocks. Oh, it's like, just like a sign. As a sort of a way to refer to the their destined love affair. Yeah. And like an, almost like an inside joke oh, between the two of them. That's really and they cute. Said that all the time. I like this that. is where the romance like starts. Bully the romance has started right now. Yes. Neither one of them are getting divorced, I presume. Not yet. Okay. Oh, not yet. Yeah. That happens. I yeah. don't know. People get married or just do whatever they want in this era. As with most eras. <laughs> so in in nineteen seventeen. Yeah. So December nineteen sixteen is when all that happened. So basically we're in nineteen seventeen now. Okay. They're having an affair, but they are hmm. doing their best to keep it out of the papers, keep any rumors from going around. There are still some rumors going around, but they're like anytime they go out in public they're wearing disguises like hats and scarves and but stuff so you can't recognize them. Yeah. Public. Yeah. But they're not I mean and her mom hmm. uh employed a fixer to sort of keep things out of the public, out oh, of the press and stuff like that. Wow. Love but also happened. in 1917, what's happening? Uh, what's happening? 19th, in the world in 1917? There's a war going on. Yeah. A big war. A big one. The first of... The uh, first of, world's of, one. Of the first of many. Yeah, it's the it's the prequel to World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we know that one. Uh, the war... The world is at war. Yeah. Can you imagine? So... Can I imagine the world being a war? Yeah. I mean, but like every, like all parts of the world. Yeah. That's really... I'm not too even here. All parts of the world were not involved in World War I. China was like, ooh, you're a problem. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem, not like a me problem. I'm just going to stay um, out of it. That's, that's... We really called it World War and Chile's like, we weren't in it. <laughs> I actually don't know. There's so many parts of the world that are like, we were not involved. So like, Please don't. We Please were don't really busy with other shit. Well, y'all were like fighting between yourselves. <laughs> so... Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford, and Douglas Fairbank as the three biggest celebrities, the three oh, most famous people in the whole world. Like PR for the war. They're selling war bonds. Yeah, What's they a war bond. A war. So um, a bond, just in general, mm-hmm. is money you give to the government in exchange for a bond that's like a loan to the government. If that makes sense. So, yeah, I... so like if you're if you're gonna buy a twenty dollar bond, uh-huh. you pay twenty dollars and they give you the little piece of paper that says bond, United States of America, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And it has a date on it. It'll be like a 20-year bond. And so uh-huh. in 20 years, you go back, and it's got interest to it, uh-huh. and you can get like $100 from your $20 investment in the uh, government. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So for the war... Oh, yes, bonds are like investments. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So they were doing what now? Selling those? On Buying April, them? Did I write down the date? I swear it was like April 1st. On April 1st, 1918, Pickford, Chaplin, Fairbanks, the biggest star in the world, left to sell war bonds... In a private train called the Three Star Special. Wait, so, that was fun. so in this instance, Matt, so sorry. Yes. The war bond is like people buy the bond from the government. Yes. And it, and it does what? It gives the government money to pay for the war. Oh, and then like in however many years. Yeah, you can go back. And, and yeah. Get, I, think it's like, like, I think it's like five to ten years maybe. Oh, wow. But the longer you don't go get it, the longer it, it can mature and accrue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interest. Okay. What a, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Nice of them. And it's a way to, like, I guess it's a way to not really, like, raise taxes. It's letting people decide how much mm. they have to spend. 
you know. Do they have I'm a very rich man, and I want to go to dinner with Mary Pickford so I can buy $50,000 worth of bonds. Oh. In order, you know, she sold, like, a yeah, lock yeah. of her, like, one of her golden curls. Oh, wow. She sold that to, like, whoever bought the most bonds that day. Wow. Kind of things like that. And they would go and, like, do rallies and can be like, You, you can choose how much you want to pay for a bond? Like, they have $5, you, $10, $20? I want to say you just bought multiple bonds. Oh, okay. They're all the same price. Like, if, it's all, if all the bonds are $10, yeah. and you were to buy $10,000 worth of bonds, you're buying 1,000 bonds. Get you. Okay. Makes sense. They all went around. I have pictures. Ooh. I love a visual. Yeah. This is Douglas Fairbanks holding Charlie Chaplin above Ooh. his shoulders, like, on his shoulders uh-huh. at... Wall Street. So that's just so you can have a place. The crowd of people that went to come and see them. That's insane. The Can you imagine the COVID yeah. spread? <laughs> Ironically, 1918, right, right with the Spanish flu, baby. Wow. Just a great time. To yeah. Alive. He's so strong. Also, it looks like his hand is like directly He's... up his butt. <laughs> he is very <laughs> strong. And I think he got... Charlie Chaplin's on top. Charlie Chaplin is on top. Douglas Fairbanks is on the bottom. Douglas Fairbanks is on the bottom. You can't really see his face. No. I mean, there are other pictures of that moment from other angles and stuff like that, but they basically, it's basically a picture of Charlie Chaplin on Douglas Fairbanks' shoulder, and they're like tiny dots in what is a sea of people just looking at them. The whole street is full of people as far as you can see. I would be so claustrophobic. And it's a New York street. Like, it's not, like, they a just, street. They just shut it's down. It's, like, Wall Street. Yeah. They just shut down. I think they might street. be, like, out in front of the Treasury building or something. This is insane. It was a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm like, losing yeah. oxygen looking at it. Yeah. While they're in New York for that Wall Street picture, for selling war bonds, he goes to the Algonquin Hotel, which is a very famous New York hotel, where oh, his oh, wife oh, and son are staying, where Beth and... Junior are at. Dougie goes to the hotel. Yeah. Okay. And he admits to the affair with to Mary. Um, to Beth. To Beth. He tells his wife about his affair that he's in yeah, love with Mary. In front of his son? I don't know. Wow. That's, I don't think so. That's gutsy. You're really making judgment decisions on things no, I didn't say. <laughs> I'm just I'm one maybe he asked the son to leave the room. I don't so know. Maybe the, the son, maybe the son was at school. Now. Nah, he's, he's like ten. Or if he's, you know, he's not very old. It's kind of grown. Cleopatra time, you're running fucking countries and I you're am. like the king of shit. Yeah. So. yeah, thankfully we're not married. <laughs> uh, he goes to her and says that it's true he's in love with Mary. She's the love of his life. Uh, the, like, you know. Ouch. Beth. Ouch. Goes to a gossip colonist. Of course. Tells him everything. Of course. And separate, like legally separates from him. Oh, okay. Respect. Respect, Beth. This is in 1918. I do like Doug, though. This may sound like I'm hating on him, but yeah. I, I think he's a stand-up guy. I think that he's... I think he's a good guy. Yeah. I think that... I mean, he, other than this affair, but, you know. Yeah. I think he's an affairs guy, though, in a, in a time when affairs were fine. I think that the... <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I in guess a time they were when, always fine. In like, a what? time when... <laughs> Stepping out on your wife was something that your wife was just, just like, expected to, to be fine time. with. And because this wasn't the first time he slept with someone that wasn't his wife. Honestly. Like, but this is just different. It's kind of like if you're just having affairs, yeah. whatever. But, but he's only in love a man's Mary. Side. Like a woman could never. True. Could never. Although I think Mary was also maybe having small affairs. Of course for Mary because she's basically like a man in this. And Owen Moore fucking sucks. He does suck. So. He's really mean. Okay, so she t- he tells Beth. Yeah. 
Beth is like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to tell every Leave. person that'll listen. Yep. Then she does Meanwhile, that. that's all happening. Okay. But also in 1818, when they're 1818. not... 1918. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. While they're not selling war bonds, yeah. they're in LA and they're starting to realize that, like, something weird's happening. Um, they're... Chaplin couldn't get the production money he needed to make his movies. And that was weird. That had never really happened for him before, that he wasn't getting the product, he wasn't getting the raise in production budget. No. Oh. Because his movies were still making the money. Yeah. And so, like, it was weird that he wasn't getting the raises that he should be getting. Yeah. Pickford and Fairbanks also had deals with Paramount that were ending soon. Mm -hmm. And they weren't getting the sort of fervor to re-sign that they normally would. Yeah. They thought that was weird. Yeah. So, Chaplin and Fairbanks hired a female, like, spy oh. to go and, like, seduce one of the, like, high-up wow, executives from the production companies. Yeah. <laughs> and they found out that the all the big production companies were going to all merge together. Yikes. And make a monopoly. Yikes. So that they could pay, particularly the big famous stars, less money. Obviously, Mary... Doug and Charlie, but yeah. also Everybody. all the other people. Everybody. Like, pay everyone less money. Is this the start of, like, the studio system? When it, yeah, kind of. When it started, when it was a thing? In response to this, D.O.B. Griffith, yeah. Mary, Doug, and Charlie Chaplin uh-huh. joined together to create United Artists. Wow! Their own yeah, production yeah, yeah, yeah. company. Still exists. Wow. Still exists, yeah. Wow! Uh, History. Yeah. Look at that. So, they... This is this is why unions. They matter. formed United Artists on February fifth, nineteen nineteen. Fucking a. To Fucking a. That. And they basically did like yeah. they they basically made sure that their their bag was protected and like any other independent artists were protected. Still going strong. So yeah, still doing great work. Mm-hmm. So Doug's wife separates from him November of nineteen eighteen uh-huh. when he goes and tells her that. Yep. 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 By November of 1919, the divorce is final. Okay. It takes a year once you've started divorce proceedings for the divorce to be official oh. in most states in the U.S. at this time. Got you. Okay. It basically, I think, is giving you time to change your mind. Yeah. And decide if you really want to do this. Or figure out all your shit. Yeah. yeah. The only place that that's not really true at this point in the U.S. is oh. in Nevada. Oh. Oh, quick. Yeah. Like, quickie divorce. Quickie marriage, quickie, quickie divorce. divorce. We're getting out of here. Everything's fast in the back. So, by November of 1919, uh-huh. Doug is a single man. Okay. Good for you, Doug. In December of 1919, Mary... A month later. A month later, Mary has a meeting with Owen. A meeting? <laughs> and they decide... She basically to negotiate how much she's going to pay him off to get out of this marriage. Oh. It's like... Is it a thing that, like, women can't file for divorce or something? No, like it has she to be can, file for, di- by she can file for divorce. Why does she um, go this way? You can't. Route? One person has to file over the other. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that Owen knows about her that could ruin her whole life. I like how old she is. No. <laughs> I was thinking more of the abortion that left her sterile. Oh. Um, it's going to be pretty bad for her. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. And just him in general kicking up a stink would be really bad for her publicity. Yeah, but so she's, like, he sucks. So he does suck. Who cares? Uh, but she, you know, they figured a deal. They okay. split up their assets or whatever. That's true. And then she goes to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, stands in front of a judge. It's a cookie, Mary? In, like, January or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, or maybe even later. But she stands in front of a judge in January and February. And the judge is like, doesn't recognize her. And he's like, are you sure that you're going to be able to provide for yourself without a husband? And she's like, I'll wow. manage. <laughs> I think I'll figure this out. So who's that fucking judge? Why is he living under a rock? 
How does I don't know. know. Well, like, because on her on the paperwork, she put Gladys Smith. Uh, that's her name. But you can see her face. I guess so. I don't know what. Maybe she because maybe she had her hair pulled back. Oh, uh, she was. Which she like? I think that because her hair was so long. Uh-huh. Unless she was acting, it was pretty much always like uh, pinned back. Yeah. But yeah, he basically was just like, are you sure you're going to be able to support yourself? Because I mean, like, look at what happened to her mom. Her mom had such a hard time when her dad left supporting herself. Mm -hmm. And this is like 20 years later, but like the world hasn't changed that much. It would be really hard for her to support herself in in normal circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if she had any kids or anything like that. she wasn't a world famous actress. She wasn't just a fucking G. I was talking to... Uh, actually last night and I was like oh yeah they were the first king and queen of Hollywood and she's like who's the current and I was like Beyonce <laughs> honestly <that's laughs> I was like honestly Beyonce's both well. like I don't even yeah it's like Beyonce and Mr. Beyonce <laughs> and Jay-Z's like happy to be it <laughs> he's like I'm here happy I'm to be so, here yeah, yeah that's all that matters <laughs> okay oh, shit. but she had to you have to live in Nevada first you have to be a resident of Nevada to be able to follow the Nevada divorce rules, oh, you know, because it's like state laws and stuff. You yeah. have to be a resident of the state. Makes sense. She wasn't. Hmm. So she showed up and she promised the judge that she was going to live there for the six months that it takes to put up residency. Yeah, and she did. She went right back to LA. No, of course. You can't stay in Nevada. She went right back to LA. They got the divorce and she was officially divorced on March 2nd, 1920. Okay. By the end of March, Which... she was married to Doug. So, I mean, we saw it coming. We knew and this. After they got married, the judge was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't listen to like, me. She was like, she promised to stay. <laughs> and now and we're just like, you don't even know who she was, though. <laughs> if she wasn't Mary Pickford, were you going to go check up on her? It's like, just, just go back to being a judge. I think they got married on, like, the 23rd. I apparently did not write this okay. down, but they got but married, like, March, March 20-something. Of ninth, what year? Of 1920. 1920. Our lovebirds finally... Become one. Yes. They get married in a really small ceremony with only, like, a handful of witnesses. Okay. Because they were still, like, so worried that this was going to, like, blow back and just ruin their careers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that did not happen. No. They're doing everything by the book now, so it's, like, fine. Well. Kind of. They, yeah, they were just really worried that the morals of the day were going to just. No. Ruin their lives. But it was the first, to me, it was one of the first instances of. Oh, celebrities just have different rules. Of course. Like, it keeps... It's happening they now where you, like... But they do. It has detrimental effects. In this case, I think I'm sure it was a good thing of, like, we're opening up the horizons and, like, you can leave your bad marriage if you want to. Yeah. It's not going to ruin your life. Yeah. So, like, divorce. this one's not bad. But as we keep going, celebrities get away with some shit that you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who Why? let you do that? <laughs> what? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, everyone's excited. About I the assume small it was like ceremony. it's just like the image of the image I have is of them just like in their wedding clothes, just kind of biting their nails, being like, "Oh no, is this the right choice?" And then looking out their window and just seeing a crowd of people screaming and cheering, which isn't exactly what happened, but it's bit, like that's the press equivalent. It's like what's where they were so worried it was going to ruin their careers, and everyone was just happy for them and so excited and just yeah. like, "Yay, finally! Like these these amazing people are together, like King and Queen of Hollywood. <laughs> we're so excited." It was like once upon a time when Angelina and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Kind of, although I mean, like Team Jen. That's true. Always. Always team That's a little little side part. But, but yeah, basically. There there's a lot of similarities with those two too. Just <laughs> like just the amount of attention yeah. and just lording of them and how like amazing they right? were and stuff. Like, and they're yeah, just like you people. You can't get any higher people. The most famous people in the world together. 
So after their wedding, Doug took them back to his Beverly Hills house that he gave Mary. He like gave her a house as a wedding present. Oh. In Beverly Hills, which was before, to be fair, that's before Beverly Hills was insanely expensive. Like, they are probably part of the reason that Beverly Hills is Beverly Hills. Mm. Wow. Their house was called Pick Fair, which I believe still exists. I think you might be able to go to Pick Fair. It might be like a a museum or something. Uh, Wait, so so Doug Doug gifted his ex-wife. No, his current wife, his new wife. He gave Mary the house. That's why it's called Pick Fair. It's Pickford and Fairbanks put together. I see. Yeah. Fair pick. So they also honeymoon in Europe. In May, they go on a honeymoon in Europe. Okay. And everywhere they go, they're mobbed. It's like the Beatles. Like, yeah. people are crazy to see them. I love it. Well, good There was them. a story about how they were in Greece or Italy or somewhere, mm-hmm. and they had gone to sleep, and Mary heard a noise outside the window, and she got up to check, and there was just a crowd of people just staring, waiting for them to come out. Like, they, it must have been, like, uh, a floor so they could, like, see through the window, and she was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And <laughs> Curtains don't exist. That's so. I mean, I and guess it's were, to be expected. I think I'm sure there were. Maybe she moved the curtains to look yeah. out the window or whatever. But there was another story about how they were in a an open top like car, mm-hmm. basically driving. She stuck her hand out to like you know shake someone's hand yeah. and grabbed her, and then someone grabbed her other hand and sort of pulled her out of the oh car. Oh my god! And she was like, I was being pulled out of the car, and then Doug looked and realized and had to grab my ankles <laughs> and yank me back in the car. She's a small lady yeah. too. Wow. He had to like tug of war his wife back, wow, and then he driving. just like. No, they were, they were being driven by someone oh, else. But okay. he had to, like, grab her and then just, like, hold her in place and be like, stop it. Don't stick your hands out of the car but anymore. They were, but in, like, interviews about it, they always told those stories like it was, like, funny and not like it was terrifying. That's nice. And you're, like, you know it was terrifying. Was. But they were just imagine? like, we have to be appropriate. We have to be nice to yes. everybody. He would tell stories to me, like, yeah, they were just trying to kiss Mary and I had to tell him, that's my job now. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? What a guy. <laughs> Did you tell him that with your fist? Because I'm thinking you might need to hit some people in the face that keep grabbing on you like yeah, that. You're a strong dude. Yeah. Don't hold back. So Pick Fair, when they get back yes. to LA, okay. Pick Fair becomes like the society center for oh, Hollywood. What do you mean? Like, an invitation to dinner at Pick Fair is oh, paramount to like an invitation to the White House. Wow. That is the only thing you want. People, can you imagine what that must be like? There was a prime minister or something who came to the actual White House, uh-huh. and they asked uh, the president if they could go to Pick Fair. <laughs> what did the president say? Sure, like you should ask. We'll call. I guess it's not my house. <laughs> <laughs> Famous people that went to Pick Fair: Chaplin, obviously. Charlie Chaplin. He had his own. Like designated room. guest yeah. room, yeah, and he can come whatever he wants. At some point, there's a story of him buying uh, a piece of land right next to Pickford to like build a house and like be neighbors. Uh, and he like went and told I don't know, I don't know. I didn't check after that, um, but he went and told his assistant. He's like, I bought a hill. Now go get me a house. <laughs> it's like, what the? Who are we? What happening? <laughs> this is why I'm never gonna be someone's assistant. Because you tell me something like that, I'm like, I'm gonna need specific instructions right. or a budget. There's so many follow-up questions that I I'm have. gonna get you a. <laughs> Mobile homes, and this so is where you're at. Love your hill. Where's the hill? This is not my job. <laughs> I need a job with really specific requirements yes. and expectations because I'm not just going to do whatever random shit. Oh my god! Anytime that they're just like the bags are over there, I'm like, that's not my job. I'm not picking <laughs> up your bag. <laughs> what? No, uh, absolutely not. Besides Chaplin, yeah. uh, Albert Einstein, Gloria Swanson, wow. who's a famous actress, okay. John Barrymore. <gasps> Of the Barrymore, of the Drew Barrymore fame. Is that like a grandfather? Or an uncle. Grandfather, uncle? Grandfather, okay. uncle. I don't know which All one. Right. I think it might be, but... We're in the lineage. 
Uh, Helen Keller. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Arthur Conan Doyle. She, uh, Sherlock Holmes, the writer. Of Sherlock. Oh. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yep. Fully aware. George Bernard Shaw. Mm-hmm. He is a playwright. He wrote Pygmalion and some other uh, stuff. Okay. Okay. But yeah, just the like who's who of the, the arts of the whole just world. Even just like yeah. insane people. Helen Keller. Helen Keller. That's yeah, the so most. Cool. I was like, the hey, most girl. surprising on that list. What's up? Wow. She was a fan. Yeah. They were still super busy making films. They were making uh, this whole time. Oh, they're good. still making and producing films. You have to bankroll that entire lifestyle. So and they stop. did a lot of like public appearances again mm-hmm. because like movie stars are brand new. Yeah. As we've continued throughout Hollywood, I think it's really interesting to look at the the further in we get in Hollywood, the more private celebrities are becoming. Yeah. And now we're almost in like a backward stage with social media where they're like opening back <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. But like, like coming into my home. you're looking at even something as late as. Like the 1950s and 60s, with people like Marilyn Monroe, we knew a lot about her life that we probably didn't need to know. That like probably wasn't our business. But yeah. there was also like a separation. You also think like the paparazzi era has yeah. like, went like a little yeah. cuckoo crazy, and their entire job was to find out very pu- they private had, things about these public people. What I mean by that is Mary Pickford had a very public life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a private life, but she gave so much for publicity shots and publicity interviews and, yeah. like, things like that, mm-hmm. that you don't even think that there's a part of her life you don't know. Um, Which you do. There's a whole part of her, yeah, a yeah, whole family yeah. life there that she be, has. Right, yeah. That's happening. Yeah. But her and Doug are, like, doing little videos together at Pickfair and, like, yeah. you know, making, making movies together. They're doing <laughs> interviews together. Like, we know they're being written about all the time. Yeah. And they're being quoted because they're asking and they're answering your questions. Like, yeah. they are open. Yeah. You know that that's who... There's no hiding any part they're of their relationship. Fully public figures. Quote, unquote, to the public. Yeah. Okay. And they're really treating themselves like they are representatives of the entire film industry. They're taking oh. on that responsibility. Basically, like... I mean, that's interesting. More so than in any of the other kings and queens of Hollywood. They're just like, well, if we're... If you've elected us your king and queen, yeah. then we need then to we need perform. To we need roles. to do that role for you. Good for them. Yeah. You yeah. know? Every single time that their house got remodeled, they had a full photo spread in Photo Play Magazine. Wow. They basically just portrayed this very picture-perfect life. Yeah. The whole time. Behind the scenes, Mary's brother and sister are just a train wreck. Oh, they just, well, they, they followed along in her career in the footsteps. They okay. never made it to her level, but they were successful enough by themselves. Yeah. Uh, but they were lots of drugs, lots of oh, alcohol. They're just yeah, like yeah. complete nightmares for her and her mom to have to like keep together and keep from ruining the family did name. Did people know this? Like, did the yeah. public know how? how uh, to some extent. Like anytime, stuff. anytime stuff came up or something like that. I don't yeah. know a ton, but I know there were a bunch of scandals with her brother and sister that they had to like damn yeah, yeah, yeah. like damp down or handle or whatever. PR management. Yeah. Okay. But for about five years, so from 1920 to 1925, Uh they're just like barely leaving their house except to go to work. Oh. That's why they made, I mean, in a sense, that's why they made pick for such a like center of society. So it's an Mary's a big homebody. She does not want to leave. Uh Doug, life of the party. Yeah. So, party at home. Right. Here you Pumpkin. go. Best of both worlds, Pumpkin. I guess. Also, this time, Doug's career is... Um, Raining? Taking off? Plateauing? No, it's changing. Oh. So he's going from... He's starting what they call his, like, swashbuckler era. What's that? And around 1923... Swashbuckler? He played pirates. Oh, a bunch of, okay, okay. He went from playing, like, romantic comedy leads to playing action movies. Mm. 
And he did a whole lot for stunt work and almost like special effects. Like he did the Thief of Baghdad, which, you know, he's a white man playing sure Thief of Baghdad. <laughs> probably not great. But he did a scene where he like, it looks like he's a flying on a carpet, like uh-huh. that kind of thing. Like that stuff had never been uh, seen before. Okay, cool. He played Robin Hood. He did swashbuckling films where he would just like swing across the thing and uh-huh. do all of his own stunts and stuff. Well, and he's then, an athletic guy. So he I is guess... a very athletic guy. Yeah, sure. That much is very true for him. <laughs> Robin Hood came out in 1923, and that's really cemented him as being the action star okay. of Hollywood. Yeah, love it. Go Mary, at the same time, is still playing a job. Let's be I just, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, all well, of Mary's films from 1920 to 1927 were all very successful all of them were hugely successful, and two of them grossed over a million dollars, which is a lot yeah, in 1920s yeah, yeah. money. That's crazy money. And then we get into the sound era. At Here we of, go. At the end of the 1920s, so 1929. Uh-huh. In 1929, Mary starred in Coquette. There's no way she still could play a child now that everyone can hear what she sounded like. I think she, might she be, sounded like a little I think girl. Coquette, at the age of 37, 40. is probably 20 years old for Coquette. 19. She played a 20-year-old. Yeah, at like 40. That's, but she that's also a little better. But... She also cut her hair. Is that bad? Is that good? It's kind of like it's not. It's not good. Oh, I think that she did a really good job in the movie. She cut her own hair. The movie was a success, and she won the Best Actress Oscar from it. Okay. But she like cutting her hair officially. Like she is not a child anymore. Yeah, she yeah. can't be uh, play children anymore with like a bob. Well, it's good. She's almost fucking forty years old. Yeah, you got to grow up at some point. The audiences hated her short hair. It was a huge change for them. They were not ready for it. They were not about it. They were just so wow. mad about it. My notes literally have a smiley face that's just like the three lines or whatever, the straight line. You can't let her change her her hair after 20 years of like... She could put a wig on, you know, or yeah. something. If it was really that big of She's deal. almost 40 and she can't cut her hair. Honestly. That's the price of being the queen of Hollywood. My notes are people were simply not ready. No. For that short hair. They never are. You gotta just do it. Let them get over it. Also in 1929, together, Doug and Mary did The Taming of the Shrew. I heard that we talked about. We did. We talked about that last episode. I thought it was funny that they also did it. (laughs) That one is a sound film. The thing about sound films are... Were they shitty sound? No. Um, It's a whole different kind of acting. There's a whole thing when movies started to be sound that the actors didn't have the voice to carry it through. Like, they had gross-sounding voices, and that's why they weren't famous anymore. That's not really true all the time. Like, there are some people that, oh, we didn't know that Rudolph Valentino had an accent, and now we don't. Like now him. we know. Yeah. Well, like, now he can't, he has to play Italians. He can't play, or right. I don't know if he's Italian. But if he had an Italian accent, he's going to play an Italian. He can't yeah. play. People can't do voices. From the silent. South. He can't yeah. do a different accent. I mean, if he can't, he can't. But yeah, yeah, in a silent film, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The other thing is, just because sound was invented doesn't mean that the cameras got quieter, because they absolutely did not. Oh. So in order to film a sound film, <laughs> you had to put the camera in this big box. Mm-hmm. And because you're doing sound, you can't talk while people are filming. Yes. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pieces in this that we don't ever really think about because we've only ever made films with sound. Yeah. Before, you would just start the camera and the director could, like, oh, direct correct. you while you're acting. And it doesn't matter because you can't hear. Yeah. You can't hear anything. That's different now. That's totally changed. Yeah. And for Doug's stuff... You can't swing around anymore because the cameras can't move. They're in a box. Oh, they can't even like pan. Uh-uh. Or, or Not really. Tilt. So no, no. I don't, I don't know. Stationary. 
but they're very stationary. So all of the dynamic moves he was doing really weren't possible in yeah. Snap Era anymore. Okay, so... Sam would be start. Their relationship's still going strong. Their relationship's the, fine. They're still the, the king and queen. Yes. So, in 1929, they also do Taming of the Shrew together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That movie was not a success. No. <gasps> it was, like... What happened? Really not a financial success. People just didn't go see it. It um, didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the panic started to set in. The other thing is... I feel like there wasn't enough... The panic about the movie industry or about of their, their careers? careers? Their careers. Oof. I feel like there might not have been enough grace given to some of these silent stars yeah. to transition to a totally different kind of movie making. Yeah. And you're in transitioning on such a big stage. Like when Mary switched from going from theater to doing film, she was in tiny little shorts and in tiny parts in tiny short films. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton of pressure to be really amazing at this. Yeah. But now she's the most famous woman in the world. The most. Trying something totally new. Yeah. And if she does it, if she can, doesn't do it as perfectly as she did before, people are going to notice. People's margin for error is It's so little now. It's small. Yeah. 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 But I guess it's because there's like a lot of money riding on it, right? They don't have the financial situation to have this be a flop or to like have them have time to figure out this new craft in a sense. Yeah. And as we discussed before, Mary is really unable to be a kid anymore. Like she cannot, her voice is not a child's uh, voice. Yes. Yes. And so she really can't be a child anymore. But like this, that part of it, I feel like it should not be a surprise to anybody. Like, no, but if you weren't planning on it and it happened to you and you're just like, what <laughs> you the weren't fuck? planning on it. They Why clearly, were you not planning clearly, on it? They clearly were like, not planning on it though. She, that well, that's just stupidity on their part. Like, what are you planning? What do you think's gonna happen? Like, <laughs> like people age. Their yeah. voices change, even if you Again, are a woman. I don't know. It what? Not, this is gonna be a small mishap on my part. It never occurred to me to check why she looked like adults. <laughs> it never, never came up in my mind of like why. The very first question I have. My only questions were how. I was really stuck on the like how, and so I figured that out. Not a clue why. Still, Not a clue why you would want to do that. Still, my only question is why. Because why? also at this time she is facing, and like even earlier in her career she was facing other actresses. Who were becoming more famous than her, like Clara Bow and other actresses were becoming incredibly famous and arguably about to be more famous than her. And they were playing adults. They were playing very sexualized adult female characters. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why she. Maybe because it's just the two choices. It's either you're a child or you're a very whore. It's it's the Madonna whore complex, but it's like either you're a child or you're a sexualized being and she was like I don't right, want to do why I don't want to do that the only two existences women can be is there like a child or, or a, I wonder a if prostitute no one, <laughs> I wonder if no one ever asked her what the fuck like the reason that they don't if put it in any books is that literally no one asked or, her why or, she played kids for 20 years maybe she wanted to maybe she preferred that but no one ever asked her no. as far as I know of course not why would you ask a woman anything yes. I be so, sarcastic if anyone didn't catch on to that. Mary retired from acting in 1933. How old did she do it? What does it matter? 42. Wow, she's still a young, yeah. a young woman. Yeah. After that, she did some theater and some radio plays, uh, and she continued producing. Of course, gotta make that bag. Fairbanks acted for the last time in 1934, okay. just to give you time. So around, around the same time period. Yeah. So once the silent era ended and their career started to solve, their relationship started to go into a decline. Wow. 
Mary's mom died a few years before that. I didn't write down the age, but she was so close to her mother. Her mother's death was really devastating to her. Yeah. And throughout the, like, last few years, Mm -hmm. she had started to sort of quietly have a drinking problem. Mary did? Yeah. She never drank, she never drank in public, and she never drank at the parties at Pickfair, but she would go down to the, like, basically like a pool house that her mom lived in on mm-hmm. their on the Pickbear property. Yeah. She would go down there and they would drink together and oh, she would sometimes go down together. there and drink alone. After she died, the mom died. Even while she was alive, she would go down there and drink alone sometimes. But she would the drinking got worse after her mom yeah. died and that like devastation. And apparently there were even times where like Fairbanks had to make sure that she wasn't hurting herself because she was so just devastated at the loss oh. of her mom. Wow. So sorry, Mary. So sorry. So so it seems like the way that she was handling the end of her career... Did she never really drink up until that point in her life? Not like, to excess, but the family were drinkers. Oh, her, like, like her mom and like... All, yeah, they all kind of all were happy to drink her, in it. And her, her siblings, her siblings were. were drinkers for sure. Um, she wasn't against it. He didn't drink. Fairbanks didn't drink at all. Oh, wow. He was just and naturally he didn't really start drinking until she died. the end of his life. Mm. He was not a drinker. And so she's kind of suffering from alcoholism yeah. and uh, the devastation of losing her mom. Her mom. He's, you know, Rough. is also sad that his mother-in-law's death. He loved her too, like sad yeah. about that, whatever. And also, and is trying to support her. Is ending, and uh, his career is ending, and he doesn't know what Let's he is do. without it. Mm-hmm. And he, his way of solving that problem is to keep the adventure alive. Of course, because that's like what he likes to do. And yeah. so for them, that's traveling. He does a lot of he does a lot of traveling. So she doesn't like to travel. Oh. She, I mean, it's... Seems I don't like blame her. they're kind of very different. Which is not a bad thing. I know, opposites attract, but I like, think they have the same goals. In terms of their careers. Yeah. And I think in their family life and stuff like that. I think they have very similar goals and stuff, and it just got to the point where they had met them, and they were in this perfectly happy place. Mm-hmm. But they didn't... You know how, like, a lot of couples now will divorce after their kids go off to college and stuff? Like, oh. they'll kind of... After they've done the whole thing, they kind of realize they don't have anything in common for the next step of their lives. I think maybe that's kind of what's happening to them. Or they're just at this point not really sure what they want. They're going through a crisis. Yeah. And they're not going through it together. End of life crisis. I think it is a midlife crisis. They're both in their 40s. Yeah, yeah, midlife. Okay. I see it now. I see it now. That makes sense. Okay. I get it. I get it. So he's traveling a lot, but... Planes aren't, like, a thing yet. So they're not flying. He's taking boats. He's taking trains to New York and then boats across the ocean to get to Europe. And she's like, like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't blame her. I've already been there. I've seen it. I'm tired. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. So he's off gallivanting on his boats. Mm -hmm. She's at home drinking. And things aren't going great. So... Yeah, it's like I've heard some places that it was kind of like Mary thought he was having an affair, and so she started to have an affair or tried to make him think he was having an affair, trying to make him think she was having an affair to get his attention back and like get him jealous and get him to come home. Uh, but also, he it? maybe wasn't having an affair and thought she was having an affair, and then got mad and left. What? Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's as confusing who, as it sounds. Honestly, who was having an affair? So, Nobody. Mary? At some point, they're yeah. both having affairs. At some oh, point, they are both having affairs. Legitimately. Yes. But how that started is a little unclear of, like, which one really started first. 
it seems like it was just sort of an era where neither of them were really trusting the other. Uh-huh. And they were both jealous. Like, they were both thinking the oh, other what? was cheating. Oh. But okay, they okay, okay. probably weren't. And, but, but then they in, actually started to. But in reaction to thinking that their partner was cheating, they both started cheating. And Jesus. then they were both cheating kind of thing. <laughs> what a fucking... So. Yeah. Communication. Yes. Yeah. Dropped dead at this point. Yeah. You know? A simple phone. Well, then. I mean, and they're still writing telegrams back and forth to each oh. other and stuff like that. Uh, but they have to write them in code because they're so famous that people are going to try and read their telegrams. Oh, of course. But she uses her real name. During his travels, during his travels, Doug meets um, an English aristocrat named Lady Sylvia Ashley. Ooh. Okay. And she, I mean, it seems to me that maybe she's kind of has similar party interests that he has. Mm. Like, maybe their personalities don't match that well, but they both like to go to the same parties in the same places. And so they start having an affair with each other, too, and Mary's having an affair back in L.A. and New York or whatever. But they're still together that, you know, they're still married and they're still in love with each other and they're still, like, trying to make their marriage work kind of thing, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. At some point in 1933, Uh Sylvia is getting a, quote-unquote, Procedure. Sylvia. Who's Sylvia? Sylvia's the man, the lady that Doug is having an affair with. Yes, the aristocrat. She's also married, as a side note. Of course. Of course. But at some point, her husband comes back in the picture, realizes his wife is having an affair, and publicly divorces her. Publicly. Publicly divorces her, naming, like, and, like, Douglas is named in the papers. Because in order to get a divorce back then, you had to, like, give a reason. It wasn't yeah. just, like, a reconcil- irreconcilable differences. It was like, no, they're having an affair. They're being... And you can... Name the person that your spouse is having an affair with. Even if you don't know, if you just think, you could just put a name. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. I but mean, then they, they might be able, then they might be able to come back to you with like a defamation if you put their name in a lawsuit like that. True. That's not but true. But in this case, it was true. Oh yeah, it was so, true. Anyway, scandal. She has a procedure in 1933. What the procedure is is unclear, but the implications I got was that it was like an abortion. Like that she got mm-hmm. pregnant with yeah, his baby yeah. and it was an abortion. And he was like, nah. Uh huh. Or he was like. Or, you know, I don't know. Or it was a more serious health procedure. Either way, because of this procedure at the same time, he messaged Mary and told her that he was going to stay in England and that she was going to be financially responsible for pig fare. Mary was. Yes. Okay. And, like, Mary So, like, they're not getting divorced. a very good budgeter. Not but, yet. But yeah. basically this is, like, well, Mary takes Mary Mary takes that... Telegram mm-hmm. and gives it to Luella Parsons, who is like one of the most famous gossip columnists in the country. Oh, so she just gives that letter from Doug to the gossip column. Yeah, Luella put like publishes it yeah. and it goes nuts. Viral. Why is it from nineteen thirty? It goes yes, absolutely viral for nineteen thirty three. <laughs> uh, and you can really see the like. Wow. At this point, in two. At this point in time, too, like. Doug's already been named in that divorce thing, right? I think so, so. Like, everybody knows. It's either he's already been named or he's, like, about to be named. But either way... Their marriage is up in flames at this point. They, like... There's still years of back and forth between the two of them. Oh. Of, like, it's over. I love you. It's over. I love you. Like, you know, just back... There's still love there. Sure. And they don't... I think that they both understand the permanence of getting divorced. Yeah. And they're not ready to do that yet. But they don't want to be with But Mary's also not stupid and she wants to come out on top publicly mm-hmm. in this. So the like 
She gets the telegram published, and then the press kind of really goes against Doug. Like, they're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, Mary is painted as being, like, the victim of all this situation, that she's devastated, that he did all this to her. Mm -hmm. And only his misdeeds are really published at first. Yeah. Uh, And the, like, press are really making fun of him, and they called him short. (laughs) (laughs) They were just, like... He only married Mary Pickford because she's so tiny she makes him look tall. Wow. And he's actually weak, so he has to keep only, like, weaker people around him so he looks so strong. Jesus. And then at some point they published that he was thinking of getting a monocle, like the little, like, one glass (laughs) eye. And they were like, that's reason enough for her to divorce him. I'm like, what's happening? They're really shitting on Doug right now. Wow. So then, um... He was... It got so bad that at some point he was even taken off of the publicity sheets for United Artists. Oof. And then a friend of Doug, whether or not Doug asked the friend to do this or not, a friend of Doug started talking to papers and hinted that Mary was also having an affair and hinted that Mary was having a drinking problem. And particularly the fact that Doug doesn't drink was making that drinking problem, like, a little harmful. But I think overall, not really, just, like, it's very clear, like, very small hints. Because, like, Doug still wants to protect Mary and make sure that she isn't hurt. Even after all of that. Yeah. Doug's a really, well... After two years of this... He's an okay guy. Yeah. After two years of this in January of 1936, Mm -hmm. so, like, over two years from the time, like... Of them just going back and forth in the the papers and all that Yeah, I think less than three years, more than two. Okay. They've been going back and forth, not just in the papers, because it's not, like, as mean as it kind of seems like, because we've had so many examples of people doing it and it getting really nasty in the press. Yeah. I think it was kind of just, like... Kim. Mostly yeah. Kanye. Though. Mostly Kanye at this point. <laughs> I think, like, the stuff that some people were saying about Doug were not great. But for the most part, it was kind of just like, isn't it sad that they're yeah, breaking this up? Yeah, couple, you know. The and they the would ask Mary, clean. like, is a reconciliation on the on the horizon? And she's like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, it was yeah. never, it was never for sure that it was going to happen. But until internally, she's like, yeah, you're fucking right. I think it was back and forth. I tried to find a really, like, final moment that she was like, it's happening. I'm wondering if she just got tired. Um, Like, finding him telling her that he was staying in England was the, like, it ignited the 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 flame or whatever. But then it kind of just burned for a while of the, are we going to break up or are we not? And then at some point, I'm wondering if she just got tired of... The back and forth. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. She's like, so... That's she fair. officially filed for divorce in January of 1935, mm-hmm. and it was official on January 10th, 1936. So after a year, yeah. it was official, and they were divorced. Wow. In March of 1936, mm-hmm. so like two months later, yeah. he married Sylvia. Wow. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Why um, not? But there also was a story of, even during that year, mm-hmm. between when she filed and when the divorce was when she filed the divorce and when it was finalized, Doug was still trying to come back and trying to win her back and stuff. What? Because well, you can undo it. If you get back together within that year, you can cancel your divorce. But did they get married two months later? I think it was sort of this tragedy of neither one of them are really able to say, like, But he got married two months back. later. But that after the divorce was final. Right. There was a, Before that, it was a year of him trying. Oh, of trying. Be like, I don't really yeah. want to. Yeah. And then a story that I heard that I don't know if it's true or not is that in, like, December, basically, of 1935, he tried one last time, and then he was sailing, he was going back to England after she said no, yeah. 
and uh, he just missed the call or the telegram from her saying, like, come back. Oh. From Mary saying, like, come back. But he missed it. Wow. So it's just, like... Maybe he was supposed back to, to the miss be- it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you think back to the beginning of the relationship, all those things that they thought were... Signs. Signs. This, this is was, another sign. Yeah. This was it. Yeah. Um, he was still vaguely involved in United Artists after the divorce, mm-hmm. but he did spend most of his life traveling with Sylvia. So I guess oh, in that sense, it's okay. good that he, like, found someone that was interested in doing the things that he yeah. was interested in doing for the second part of his yeah, life. Yeah, why not? At that point, you know, what do you got to lose? Three years later, December 12th, 1939, Doug died of a heart attack. Ooh! He actually died of a heart attack in his house in Santa Monica. Wow. Up with PCH. He wasn't traveling. How about that? That's crazy. Uh... He died of a broken heart. He was 56 when he died. Such a young man. Apparently one of his last words were reported to be by the clocks. That like inside joke between yeah. him and Mary. So it makes it. And his son had said that they, neither one of them had ever really gotten over the fact that they couldn't make it work. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Fucking sad. You know, she was, he was on, she was on his mind when he was dying. Yeah. You know? He is currently buried in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Ooh, great! He was story. originally buried somewhere else, but his uh, they moved him. His Sylvia moved him. Oh, oh so I don't nice. really like her. Oh, well. She married like six different people. <laughs> she, I mean, I like her in general. Like, I don't not like her in her whole story, yeah. but her as a part of in Doug's story, story, I don't like her. No, she's just a little side hoe. What I kind of don't like that happens sometimes with these stories is you have the one great love affair and it ends and they marry yeah. someone else uh-huh. and then that they die and it's that last wife that's oh, like, yeah. I'm in charge of his body. And I'm just like, well, you weren't the one. Time. But I mean, like, can we all just be honest <laughs> that you were not, if he could pick, he'd want Mary to choose right. when he was buried. Do you think, Mar- is Mary also buried in the uh-huh. Oh, no. So, Mary went on to marry band leader Buddy Rogers yeah, in 1937. He, they had done a movie together while she and Doug were still married. Oh. Uh, before they really, like, had their hard times. And they had started an affair while they were having their hard times. Wow. But she married him, and then they adopted two children together. Oh. Roxanne and Donald. That's fucking cute. Is it? Yeah. They didn't like her. The children didn't uh-huh. like her? <laughs> Okay, how old were the children when they I got think, adopted? I don't know. They were grown? All all I have written down for specifics. <laughs> I mean, look at that. You're all, the kids you adopted don't even like you? Something must have happened. Yeah. Her, it's probably her alcoholism, I'm going to assume. She didn't really have a great relationship with them, is what I have written down. With I think that children? she was very hard on them, wanted them to be a very specific kind of person. Um, and I think she was also still in the middle of her alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, those, are, those are two very um, big hurricanes to be navigating. At the end of the silent era, just to give a real quick rundown of what happened to Mary, uh-huh. she lost her mother in 1928, so I did write that year down. Okay. She lost her sister in 1936, the Ooh. same year that she got a divorce from Doug. Yeah, and she lost her brother in 1933, oh, so which before. was when she retired from acting and when you know her and Doug started yeah, to have all that's their troubles. That's a hard decade, those 30s, yeah. man. Yeah. The 30s really not turned back. And then on the flip side, I kind of like Buddy in the sense that he just... They were married, I think, up until her death or his death. I like his name. Yeah. But I think he just was a very calming, supportive presence and, like, yeah. 
he didn't need to be this big great love of her life and she didn't need to be that to him they were just like we're comfortable together we're settling down yeah in a very similar way she found someone that wanted to do the end half of life the same way that she was that she did you know wanted to sort of stay home and and be calm hang out yeah be calm be calm I mean, I get it. I get it. Because of how rough her uh, motherhood kind of journey was and because of all of those things happening, she sort of stepped back from public life and became really almost a recluse. She really didn't leave her house. I mean, I guess when you live in a fucking mansion like that, you don't really need to. She published her memoirs in 1955, but they were very... I wouldn't call her a trustworthy narrator. (laughs) She very much would switch the facts to make sure that they benefited her yeah. and changed her ages and stuff like oh, that. Of course. I mean, um, she received an honorary Academy Award in 1976. For what? Or just because? Uh, probably because she built Hollywood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As a big thank you. Give. I, I like that idea of giving it to someone before they pass, like making sure like we know how important you are. Oh, yes. She accepted that award at Pickfair. Oh. So I'm sure somewhere online there's a video of her getting the award, getting the award in yeah. Pickfair. And I think there are other videos. Like, I watched some videos of her and Douglas Fairbank and Charlie Chaplin and some of their friends, like, playing on the lawn and, like, uh-huh. doing funny stuff. acting things and stuff. Oh, that's cool. She died in Santa Monica in 1979 at the age of 87. Oh, in Santa Monica. Is that yeah. where the house is located? In Santa no. That's no. not what Pig Fair's at. I oh. think she was probably at, since she was old, uh-huh. my guess is old. Maybe nine, I guess. Eighty-seven. Yeah, that's old. I'm sure she was like. <laughs> I'm sure she was in a facility. Oh, kind of okay, thing, okay. or maybe like maybe yeah, she's yeah, in a hospital. Yeah, maybe yeah, she, yeah, I didn't know. I just wrote Santa Monica. I didn't write specifics. Okay. I just find it funny that they but she wasn't died in the same place. Well, yeah. not the same. The same area. I think he. I know he was on PCH. I think he was. It might have been more Malibu like, for him. In a car. No, he was in his house. His oh, house was on PCH. Okay. 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 Uh, separately. They were both absolute pioneers in the film industry. If you look at the kinds of things that they accomplished, yeah, they were. And then to, they came together to sort of blow it out of the park. Yeah. With just the level of fame. Crazy. Like you think about it's like the Beatles. Yeah, you think about how many people watched again. I love Lucy, and that's because there were three channels on the TV. You now came there's over like. It. Now there's like there is no TV. No. There's if like you want entertainment, if you want entertainment and you don't want to do a night at the theater, you're going to go see a movie and you're probably going to go see a Mary Pickford or Douglas Fairbanks one. At this time. Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing it every week, every day. Like you see all of them. Mm-hmm. They're everything. So they are options. the most famous people in the world. Every yeah. single person knows who they are. Wow. Can you imagine that level of fame? I mean, I guess some people can. Yeah. Not I. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I want to, though. I'm way too introverted for any of that shit. I definitely, like, wanted to be super famous as a child. And now that the, like, the realities of what that mean are, first of all, changing as we continue on in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, the, like, just the way the culture is shifting. I don't, I wasn't built to be famous now. Maybe I could have been famous in 1917. (laughs) I can handle that. I don't think that Where the fastest (laughs) amount of information you get was from a telegram. But, like, really, you were just waiting for the newspaper the next day. I can handle that. (laughs) True, but still, I mean, you think about, like, all the moral codes that you had at this time. Yeah. Like, well, I, I guess, yeah. even I for like someone them. like me, I would have never even, not even been a shot in, like, the fucking wind. Yeah. Uh, but even now, even now, I'm like, would I want to be the most famous person in the world? Mm. Imagine, I mean, it seems like they had a pretty good marriage, you know, relationship sure. up until the end. Yeah. I feel like 
the pressures of Hollywood at some point, I think, contributed yeah. a bit to their own, like, separate, like, demises and falling out and their lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it kind of just petered out. Like, it wasn't like... I feel like they, at some point, it seems like they chose themselves over oh, the relationship. Oh, yeah. When he left like, to go to England. And when she refused to go. Like, yeah. it's not just one or the other for yeah. the beginning of the fall apart, which I think is probably true for every relationship that, like, there are very few cases where it's one person's fault. Yes. And yeah. I think their careers were ending and they had a, a bunch of separate options on what to do next. Yeah. And they chose different things. Yeah. Which... And they didn't... The sadder part was that they weren't willing to address that they were choosing different things. No. They were just choosing them. But I don't even know if they had the awareness. Like, yeah. You know? Because you think about it, their entire lives, like, even separately, like, mm-hmm. they obviously always chose themselves. Like, that, that's how you have to. I'm not saying that that's bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but even when know you marry someone, you need to start picking them, too. Sure. But it's like, even when they were married, did they pick each other? I think they mutually helped each other while they were married. And it, like, worked out. So it worked out until it stopped working out. <laughs> and, then, and then and then it didn't work out anymore. You know? Yeah. And they're like, okay, well. And I, I almost wonder if for both of them, there was a surprise in the way the other reacted to the situation. You know, where Douglas Fairbanks is just like, what do you mean you don't want to go travel the world together? That's who I am. That's what, yeah. that's who I've always been. That's what you fell in love with. Like, why wouldn't we, like, why aren't we on the same page anymore? Yeah. And then she's like, what do you mean? We stayed home every night throughout most of our marriage. We were really like confined to this. And he was like, well, yeah, that's because I was getting all the excitement I needed from making the movies. Mm-hmm. And she was like. This was the part I liked. So then do you think you know they ever really knew each other? I don't know, man. I mean, I I'm a totally know. different person than I was even, you know, 10 years ago. True, but if you spent that time with a person, <laughs> you know, I get people yeah. change and they grow as they should. But if you're they, with your significant other during that time, it's like, yeah, I watched you change. Like, I know who you were. I know who you are now. Conceivably, if I'm paying attention, if I'm like in this... <laughs> You know, and we're, and we're, we're doing, doing this. this. I think that's what happens is they were doing it for so long and then were surprised when they didn't know each other anymore. Right, because I don't think they ever were really doing it. Like I think, yeah. like I said, I think it was a mutually beneficial relationship. And they liked each other. Yeah. I don't think they like disliked each other. But I don't think they were, it was ever like... I don't think if they both were bankers. <laughs> if they were both yeah. like, the most successful mm-hmm. bankers in the world. That they would have been And then they like were done with being bankers that the same thing would have happened to them. I think a big part of it is that Doug needed all this adventure and was getting it from movies. And then Mm -hmm. when he wasn't anymore, he needed drastic change. And Mary was never getting the adventure from the movies. No, she was getting the money and the things that she wanted, the stability and the whatever. And it was her art and she's happy to do it and stuff. But it wasn't like, she was never a very physical person. No. And like going on those boats have to be, I'm not blaming her. I'm not saying, (laughs) I mean, I like a boat. I'm not going to like not go on a boat once. I'm not going to go on a boat. But for it to be your only, like, the thing that we're doing over and over and over again, and we're, yeah. like, 40 now. Like, I'm tired. Nice boats, I don't know. I'm sure they were really nice like boats. A nice cruise liner yacht kind of boat. There's yeah. a lot of different things you could do, but it's also 19 fucking whatever. Yeah. So, you know, 
I would say, Mav, in conclusion, what my takeaway from this is. I, yes. Is, like, they're, they're, they didn't have a bad relationship. It wasn't, like, mm. toxic or messy no. as it was with, like, They didn't really have a bad breakup. No. But I, I don't think, I think, like, the foundation of their relationship was one of, like, mutual, uh, was, like, benefiting each other in a way I that worked was, out for both of them. Yeah. I think there was definitely mutual didn't. love and respect there, too. Mm-hmm. But they both loved themselves. Versions. Well, they both loved versions of the other person. Yeah. That ended up not being the entirety. Like, he really loved the tiny, long, blonde-haired version of Mary that he had to make sure didn't get yanked out of the car. Which is kind of gross, but yes. Which, I mean, not, sorry. Not, not the tiny. The tiny is another word. Not she's gross, still short. No, but it's like, but it's like, like those dynamics of like yeah. him being the macho man and her being like the, the, the small, damsel in distress that woman. needs help. Yes. Yeah. And him liking that dynamic. And I don't know what it was for her. I think it was just like he's, he is the epitome of like. I think that she like, liked having someone who was as committed to the industry as she was so committed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that was over and he was ready to go to something else and she was like, I'd rather just hang out here and. You know, Drink. produce some movies and, yeah. <laughs> I also think she had a lot of trauma yeah, at the end did. of her life that, like, was not dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and so that, I added on top of everything else, really just, you know, didn't make things work out very cleanly. Yeah. I would say if you want to learn anything from their breakup, it's that just let them go earlier, you know? Yeah. If they would have just realized that they wanted different things and... That was the moment they should have either chosen a compromise, you know, chosen mm-hmm. like we can go on one trip a year and we're going to stay home. Like they could have made compromises that would have worked. Yeah. So that was the moment to either compromise or let it go. I think what you can't do is just let you can't let your marriage just separate like that. And be <laughs> two totally different people in two totally different places doing totally different things. I mean, they did. And, but but in that you just end it instead of hurting each other instead of having the affairs yeah, instead of yeah. all the public mudslinging and stuff like that just end it I think make a compromise point, or end it I think at that point they were too big of stars you know yeah. I mean they had been they had been yeah but to be people in, in that position where they probably had never had to compromise about anything their entire lives including anything in their in their marriage, marriage because is a compromise but, but yeah. at that level now yeah. I don't think it, it was like they both got what they wanted. For so long that I don't think it was ever even like a thing to them to be like, oh, I need to like back off of something I want or I need to right. back off or give this person. There was never a moment where they kind of realized that in order to get what they actually want, which was each other. Yeah. They needed to lose some of the smaller things that yeah. they wanted. Yeah. And at the end, they, I mean, again, it's layered, especially at yeah. Mary's side with, with the... With the drinking and her losing her mom and, like, probably need to go to therapy and, like, a and, lot of other things. And his side yeah, yeah. of, like... I think he definitely, like, cared about his last wife. Sylvia? Yeah. Sure. But if his last words are referencing yeah. Mary, then that's clearly what he wished he could have made work. Yes. It just didn't happen for him. Yes. Agreed. <sighs> okay. So, I'm gonna really quickly go through our Thorfiff. Oh, uh, Yes. Unless you had anything else to add. Um, no. Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Doug. Uh, so far. Shout out Mary. Shout out Doug. Y'all are my, I guess, favorite <sighs> couple. In terms of, like, like like a healthy relationship. Yeah, I guess so. Cleopatra still fucking reigns they as, are, like, the top bitch. They, just as a human being. Yes. But. They definitely, I think they definitely were <laughs> really good for each other while they were together. And I think they didn't hurt each other. 
in the ways that other couples that we might be yes. covering have it wasn't hurt as each like other. a malicious hurt. Yeah. It was like you know, yeah. we made our decisions and now yeah. those decisions may have hurt one another, but we still love each other a bit at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the books that I read for this episode are Mary Pickford, Canada's Silent Siren, America's Sweetheart by Peggy Diamond Levy, and The First King of Hollywood, The Life of Douglas Fairbanks by Tracy Gossel. Uh, there's also the couple, a bunch of movies that we've mentioned kind of in passing. Uh, hopefully I said the years next to them. The most important one I think that we talked about was Taming of the Shrew, which was in 1929 and starred both. Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks. And it's in sound, which might be a little easier for you to watch and kind of understand than a silent movie. Uh, our intro and outro song is Feeling Good by White Hot, provided by Freebeats.io. Great song. Great song. We're really happy about it. Super great. Okay. So? Have we ever said something? I forget. I think we just said bye. Okay. We'll talk to you next time. Ah. Bye. Bye. bye.